First move right here is called the fuckums. We're later getting our hips all the way down. Yo. Now we're extending fully, bringing our hands behind our head, bringing those hips all the way back up, and putting them all the way back down. Now here's where we take it to the one-hander. This is where we get a sister all the way correct. This is exactly what she needs. Follow the page to get a sister all the way correct. Welcome to another episode of Dad Has a Bowtie. I saw that shit. I was like... <laughs> I said it's over for these massage niggas. Y'all niggas had y'all year last year. It's the workout niggas. It's is the coming. workout niggas. That- the workout niggas is coming. <laughs> they coming for your spot. They coming for your spot on some <laughs> shit. Cause your girl gonna be like, if you can't do that move, I'm gonna find a nigga that can. That nigga looked like he was swimming in it. He looked like, bro. He looked like he's nigga. He's a gymnast. He not even a workout nigga. He just built. That like nigga that. looked like he was swimming in it. You got an all man? Uh, yeah, bro. Um, you know. It's very hard in life to stay positive mm. when bad shit keep happening. That's a fact. Um, my mom just recently bought brand new tires for a vehicle that she drives literally the day before yesterday. And yesterday, the hubcaps were robbed. Mm. Um, the vehicle, unfortunately, was on the block, so it wasn't inside our driveway. And... Um, yeah, I don't know what time of day they did it. I would have to like really run the cameras back. But yeah, when when I was on my way to my friend's birthday party, my dad was telling me like, yeah, um, she literally just bought them, and they removed three of the four hubcaps. Mm. Broad daylight too. This wasn't like a nighttime thing. Like this happened in the day. So yeah, um, not gonna uh, self incriminate myself. But uh, if you guys have any information, please contact Crime Stoppers before I see. <laughs> Crop stuff is crazy. Yeah, I, I pray I don't look at the footage and I see a familiar face or and or somebody that I may have seen in the, in the neighborhood because it's just gonna be it's just gonna be a nice a nice conversation when when I, when I see them you know, not a nice conversation. I, I hear that. Yeah, bro. So yeah, so mom was a little stressed about that, but I was like, you know, it could have been worse. They could have actually took taken the tires. Yeah, they did. That that would have been crazy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> sons and they moms, you got to be protective. So, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, do I have an on-man moment? Nah, just that these weekends be fucking jam-packed. I feel like... Yo, bro. I feel like the weekend ain't a real thing no more. The week, Bro, first of all, by the time you get to the weekend, you're already telling yourself, by the time I blink, 
it's going to be Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday because the weekend comes here so fast. And the reason why the weekend feels like it gets here so fast is because you've been working so fucking much during the week. That by the time the weekend gets there, the weekend feels like it's a part of the work week. Yeah, son. <laughs> and that's really the old man because it's really been feeling like that for like a few months Yeah, now. a few months now. I was like, nigga, do, do I even... Is the weekend don't even... The only weekend I know is the singer. That's fucking That's it. the only it's nigga the I only know that's nigga the weekend. I know that's the weekend because nobody else got a real one. <laughs> shit really is Monday tomorrow, right. nigga. Literally, bro. And I go back to work and now I'm upset. I'm, I'm upset that we got to this place. We got to this realization too fast. Like Friday, don't feel like it's nope. doing nothing. Nope. Saturday, nigga. Saturday is a sad day. <laughs> Saturday is about the only day that niggas maybe have a little bit of extra freedom to do a little something, something, sleep in late, right? To just stay the fuck home. Yeah, like shit. God damn. But I will say that's my own man. Okay. But now we get straight into it. Yeah, let's let's get into it. Drake and 21 Savage going on tour. Everybody's kind of up up in, I won't say up in arms, but they, they saying that the ticket prices are a little bit high. I looked at them. Them prices ain't high. How, how, how much is the price? Floor seats. I can't remember what state it was because it does vary between states. Well, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But floor seats were $500. That's not Floor crazy. seats, $500. To see Drake and 21. Drake and tw- like floor seats, like meaning in the front. In the front floor. Nigga, that's not crazy. That's nothing. Nigga, that's damn near VIP if it's floor seats and it's just that at a stadium. That that ain't shit. You want to know what floor seats for Beyonce's concert I was about is? to say her shit got to be at least 3000 Somewhere like that is between four and $1,000. You see what the fuck I'm talking like, about? Like, it's, it's wild, right? So between one and four to see Beyonce floor seat, nigga, I better be like literally on the stage with her. I better be right there with her. Yeah. You're right. Sweat yeah. better get on me. Sweat, nigga. She better look at me. <laughs> and smile. And smile. <laughs> like, right. that's a fact. But yeah, niggas is uh, talking about this tour. Um, where do you feel this ranks in terms of Drake tours? That's a good question. I feel like, I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but I feel like the energy that Drake had around um, the boy and the Three Amigos tour was fire when he did the tour with the Amigos. Right, right. Um, I, which I, I love the promo for that too. I was like, damn, they actually do got some records, and they and Drake by himself and the Amigos, they had they got hits out the ass. So. In terms of 21, though, I don't know because I don't feel like 21 got hits like that. I feel like 21 got some nice records. Hit like hits like, oh, I'm going to be in a club wilding or I'm going to be at the. Nah. He don't got those for me either. Nah. But. I mean, but the, the joint album helps him. Yeah, it, for it, sure. It, 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 this joint album helped his career more than it helped Drake. I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. The, the Drake was just like, I'm going to just I'm gonna just do it under OVO sound. And then the most of the credit in terms of like publicity going to go to you because, nigga, I, I'm the reason why we even doing this. That's 21, 21, 21. 21. Yeah, 21. Um, yeah, I would say this is probably on the lower end, and that's no shade to 21. Yeah, yeah, of course not. But Drake did tour a tour with um Future. Right. Um I mean he has the OVO joint every year. I mean, he's been on tour with Young Money, Cash Money, so yeah, we know so, we know them shits. I mean, he he did a whole tour it was Drake versus Lil Wayne. That was wild. The only thing about this tour that might just separate it to some extent is the fact that of where Drake is in his career right now. Yeah, the amount of hits that can go into this tour. It, it, it the, the tour could be Drake tour. 
Yeah, the drink. The, it could get. It could get crazy. I mean, twenty one knows what his placement is. On yeah, he know, yeah, yeah. He, he knows that. Shit, twenty one probably gonna be opening up the tour. He, he know that. I mean, you know, open up and maybe do two or three songs with Drake. Right. You know what I mean? Like it ain't gonna be nothing crazy. Yeah. 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 Spectacular. Anyway. This is this is not Watch the Throne tour. No. This is not that. Oh man, and that <laughs> just from looking at the footage from those um, tour dates when they was in Paris. It looked like it was a movie. Yeah, it was wild. It, it, it was wild. Like it was a movie. So they released some Teletubby boots. Oh, nah. <laughs> oh, no. So at this point, bro, I think we have to ask the question, is the fashion industry, like, playing the niggas' faces? Yeah, they definitely playing. They're like, oh, somebody came out with the Astro boots. Let's try the Mario uh, shoes. Up, oh, Mario shoes. Mario movie coming out. Let's try Teletubbies. Because who the fuck is wearing these, realistically? And, no, no, no. Re- realistically, only rich people wearing those, bro. And I think they were three thousand dollars. Yeah, they was, and I was like three thousand dollars for some Teletubby boots. No, yo, fashion industry really playing with y'all. I can't even. I can't even look at Teletubbies the same. I don't even wash that shit no more. But I'm saying, I I couldn't look at it the same now. And if I if I see anybody, if I see Big Bird boots, it's over. If I see anybody that is in the projects wearing them shits, I'm I'm calling CPS on you. I don't (laughs) care if you have children or not. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta get child protective services called on you because you you're mismanaging something, right? You, you need help. <laughs> yeah, you misman you mismanaging something. I don't know what's going on. Like fuck that. You need some milk, <laughs> okay? The <laughs> fuck? Why would you do that to your yeah, daughter? Like, <laughs> why would you do that to Tell you? Because you know, yo, if you have kids and you buy those boots, your kids is fucking them boots up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're gonna think you, it's a toy. And when your kids fuck them boots up, they're gonna be trying to take off the Teletubby off the boot, and you're gonna be tight. And you're gonna try to kick your kid ass, and then that's <laughs> and then that's what we, really calling child protective services yeah, after that. Nah, yeah, Definitely. we really call CPS. He's getting that call. So BET mm. is on, uh, I guess, the selling market. Uh huh. And originally, we said last week Tyler Perry was trying to get that job. But now Diddy has thrown his hat into the ring. Bad boy this and bad boy that. Bad boy <laughs> beat you down with a baseball bat. Uh, I don't know. I honestly feel like Diddy would add some pizzazz to that. I ain't going to hold you. You think Diddy is the better out of the two to, to, to get that channel? Yeah, I feel like I feel like we, we kind of know what... Actually, we both kind of know what their um, levels of uh, creativity... Uh, spans into when it, in terms of TV shows. I mean, Diddy gave us making a band. This shit is getting spicy. So Diddy literally gave us making the band. Fuck Diddy. Uh, Diddy gave us all of these legendary R and B groups. Shit. Diddy as a brand gave us Diddy. Like this motherfucker does mad shit. Um, and then Tyler Perry from his plays to his movies and just to him putting out consistently good fucking work. I mean, when I saw the uh. A jazz man's blues on Netflix, nigga. I cried. I remember you telling me about that. This nigga Tyler Tyler Perry's writing range just goes crazy. I'm not gonna hold y'all. And the Jasmine Blues was so different from most movies that he's made. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't, bro. I didn't even know it was a Tyler Perry, even though it said Tyler Perry uh, presents. What I like, I don't know. What I like, but I'm also. You know, I wish it could be a joint venture. I understand why it may not be able to be the two of them come together. To they do should. It. They should. But like Diddy has one 
way of looking at entertainment. Yeah, yeah. And Tyler Perry has a totally, totally different, yeah. opposite. Like Diddy with Revolt, and he yeah, had the Justin LeBoy show. Yeah. He had the Young Miami. Yeah. Um, you Podcast, know, yeah. Carisha, please. Right. He had, like you said, making the band. So yeah, his idea of like live television yeah. and or talk related television is dope. Yeah. And BT could benefit BET definitely from benefit those type from of shows. You bring Revolt to BT, it's clip. It's, now it's you up. got Tyler Perry on the other hand, mm-hmm. who gives you a lot of the drama. Uh-huh. Gives you a lot of the content that I think black women resonate to. Right. Cause he writes um, for them. Good comedy show. So the merger of those two types of minds Mm -hmm. and thoughts as to what entertainment television should look like would be a fire B. I think you would see BT kind of get reinvigorated. BT would would be back in the conversation in terms of uh, TV stations that you're watching with the family because right. you're gonna get qualitative shows on that, and part. you're getting you're getting the young audience and, and the older audience. Tyler Perry has figured out a way to do that because he makes Tyler Perry's entire career. If we're really talking about his career in like baby up until now, Tyler Perry's entire career has been revolving around two main issues. The identity of what it is to be in a broken family and how do you fix those things? And then also who has mistreated, abused and disrespected a black woman? That's most of his catalog, dead ass. And a lot of his movies, the black woman is the main character, which he's done for all these years. Yeah. And so you have like the Carisha Please Mm -hmm. element, which is like probably the 25 and under or the 30 and under. And then you'll have like the Tyler Perry movies and the. The shows that'll get like that 35 and up mm-hmm. um, House of Pain and shit like that So yeah. if they came together it would be fire Now in terms of them Separately I kind of feel like Tyler Perry would Would be more cons- He's shown consistency with yeah. entertainment Yeah yeah. It's like Diddy has hits and misses Right yeah yeah Diddy will try some shit And it might not work And then he will do something else And then it might work but we like it, but then he don't give us no more of it, the shit that worked. Right, like State of the Culture was on Revolt. <laughs> right. It had a little bit of a following for for a while. Right. I guess that didn't work out. I do feel like the ratings dropped during COVID, um, and then that never came back. Yeah, it never came back. Yeah. The Justin LeBoy show, we don't know if that's coming back. I don't even know what's going on with that. I don't know. So it's like- Justin LeBoy is consistent on social media, though. Right, yeah. so it's like he-, he Throws things throw out, shit out the, ah, to see what And it, if it works It works And if it don't It's like right. I'm good Tyler Perry If I'm sitting there And I'm the BT board I'm probably picking Tyler I mean Tyler I, f- I forgot what he said But He said some shit That had me thinking If I get rich like Tyler Or if we get rich like We should probably adopt this He basically said some shit In an interview He was like yo When are you not Not working He said oh yeah I got my I got my break prayers He said what I do is I go to my, I go to one of my studios or wherever I'm filming, and I'll be there for like forty fucking days, working on a project, and then within them forty days, we're writing, we're coming up with concerts, we're shooting, and then I take a break, and then you don't hear from me. But in that time of you not hearing from me, I'm recuperating, getting ready to do the next project. I'm just not, you know, I mean, talking about it or, you know, I'm not planning. He's like, I take my breaks because when we're when I'm taking my days like that, I'm creating a lot of content and we're trying to shoot as much things as possible. And then when it's time to roll them out, they're going. So he'll say he'll shoot like two, three projects, bro. And those projects will come out either within the span of three years. And he's already 
producing them, but then he'll take his break after he's done like finishing them or filming them. And I think that's a dope concept. I think that's why he's so fucking consistent because he does all these things. Like when he was talking like that, that kind of remind, that kind of made me think of me a little bit. Like damn, I be doing like three, four things, and one by one, I got them like lined up, and then I'll take my little break, and then I'm back. Yeah. So Diddy don't really do that though. Diddy, yeah. Like I said, if I'm the board, I'm yeah. I'm probably I would want Tyler over <laughs> Diddy, and I guess it comes down to who's willing to spend more money. I was about to say who's willing to spend more money for be easy. Because Tyler already got three shows on BET right now. Yeah. The Oval Sisters, and there's one more show I'm, I can't think about. Was it The Haves and the Haves? Is, is that even still on? He got, and that, but he got mad shows on the BET Plus app. He got too. mad shows on the BET Plus app, too. That's a fat, and all of them shows is fire. Yeah, from what I hear, everybody likes those shows. Right. I've seen two episodes of Oval, and Oval gave me a, a scandal kind of, um, because obviously it's like about the president shit. Oval gave me like some scandal vibes. I was like, damn. That's, what I what I will say in Diddy's defense is that BET Hip Hop Awards and them BET Awards in general. Yeah. He gonna fuck them shits up. He gonna he gonna kill. Oh them. yeah yeah yeah. Them shits he gonna fuck up. Yeah. Tyler can't do what Tyler he, can't do what he do on the music <laughs> on, on and the, with on that. that. Yeah yeah. Because yeah. Diddy gonna get super creative and be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I forgot about this person. Yeah, I forgot about this person. And Diddy has the the ability to get niggas like Jay Z yeah. and Drake to. to oh pull yeah. Up. To just pull up. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Okay. It's gonna um, be interesting to see who gets BT. Yeah. I'm I'm excited for this battle. Anybody that's happening in the background right. once the the winner is announced. It's going to be interesting. Um, Another interesting thing that happened this weekend was, so we reported, we spoke about Spice uh, going to get surgery, and then her publicist had made a statement basically saying, like, nah, she's fine, but we didn't see Spice for, like, mad long. Right. And so Spice finally came back and told us the story as to what happened. And Spice basically said that she went for a procedure. Can't remember what country she went to. I think it was DR, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. DR, um, Columbia, one of them, one of them shits. Um, she went for a procedure. The procedure went well, but apparently she had a hernia mm. and her intestines fell through the hernia. Shit. And she's saying that saved her life, though, because her, her intestines somehow ruptured. Now, I don't know if this is related to the surgery. She claims that after the surgery, she was fine. But then this happened. Um, so I don't know if it's related to the surgery or not. But basically, her intestines fell through. Um, and she got sepsis and was basically she said she died. But came back. Um, and so her return to the internet, though, and this is where things get a little. So before I get there, let me say prayers to Spice. <laughs> Mental health. <laughs> prayers to Spice. <laughs> I'm glad that you are well. I'm I'm sorry you had to go through that because I know that probably was super painful. As soon as she said septus, though, I was like, oh, yeah. Now nah, her serious, life, yeah, her life was really on life the line. Was definitely on the line. Um, but her return to the internet is kind of where now she's getting backlash, and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know if anybody else is like, what the fuck? But 
Let, let's go into it. Right. She I'm returned kidding. to the internet by posting a picture of her looking pregnant. Yeah. She 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 did look pregnant. I mean, she looked pregnant. She looked pregnant. Very I, I was like eight months? She looked like she was about to drop a baby. What the fuck? So now everybody was like, oh, maybe that's why you were staying off the internet. And then people were like, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And she got, uh, it seemed like defensive. Yeah. yeah. But then people found out she, she wasn't really pregnant. Yeah. And so her response to that was, well, y'all assume that I was pregnant. I never said I was pregnant. Cap. <laughs> Cap. Y'all assume that I was pregnant. I never said that I was pregnant. And what the picture represented was rebirth and new life. No. Yeah. No. Spice, no. So I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, and oh, we boy. were talking about Here we go. clout chasing. <sighs> and this is like one of the highest forms of clout chasing. Yeah, pregnancy is definitely top tier. Fake pregnancy. Yeah, fake pregnancy is like it's probably top two. Nah, like you said, prayers for mental health, and that definitely is one of those moments where it's like, is her mental health okay? Nah. Like she says, she died, and if she back to life, her mental health got to get readjusted to her new. Life. I don't. I don't like this. This is really weird for me. Bruh. Because on one end, I understand. Like, if you almost lost your life. You're going to come back with a newfound perspective, for sure. A hundred percent. And I'm, I'm not, yeah. I don't want to take away from yeah. that. I don't want to make fun of that. Like, none of that is what I'm concerned about. But what I am concerned about is you playing internet games with your fans. You playing internet games with your stomach. You said she had the pregnant mark on the stomach the and everything. Mark was on the stomach spice, and then you get defensive when we say congrats, and then tell people I never said I was pregnant. Well, what the fuck was you trying to say? Do you have the Remy Ma? Hee haw, hee haw. Oh, I wish I did. I don't. I don't, I don't got that spice. One. Are you dumb? <laughs> the fuck? Are you dumb, Spice? Come spice on. is bugging out. Come on, Spice. We love you. This was not spicy. No, and I, I just this was bad. I don't like the idea of playing with people's emotions. Playing on with the people's internet. emotions is what these celebrities do all day. You know, like if you wanted to say, "Yo, I almost died," mm-hmm. and right now I'm in a season of rebirth, mm-hmm. and this is what this picture represents. Put that in the caption. Right. That's what that's what the caption should have should have said. Spice. She yeah. put two, uh, three blue hearts. Right. So, yes, naturally, niggas is going to think, oh, this is a pregnancy announcement. You was playing with niggas. And if you still got the dude you was dating when I was watching you on, she was on, she was on Love and Hip Hop, that dude that she was dating, I know that nigga feelings was hurt if you still dating him. And my thing is this. Because he did say he wanted kids and you was like, now is not the time I got to focus on my career. You did say that in one of the episodes. You, you purposely put it out there Mm -mm -mm. for people to think you were pregnant. Shorty said, how does it feel? Like that that is the problem. There's no way you can convince me now that you you didn't think that by putting it out there the way you put it out there, people weren't gonna be like, Oh snap, she's pregnant. You wanted people to believe that. And then when people like find out you're not actually pregnant, you're up, like I won't say she was upset, but you're essentially gaslighting 
the community by making it be like, well, that's not, I never said it, so why would y'all believe that? Nigga. Yeah, come, yeah, yeah. Nobody's going to think that's rebirth. But yeah. I'm happy and I'm glad that you are okay. Yeah. We knew something was up. I, l- listen, when, when I seen the video and then I seen the photo and then I seen the backlash, I said, there's something mentally wrong. There, there's something mentally wrong. But when she went away for a long period of time, right. we called it. We said something is wrong. She's mm-hmm. not because her publicist was making it seem like nothing happened and no. nothing was wrong. I no. was like, that's a lie. That's definitely a lie. Something is up and prayers to Spice. But again, I'm glad that Spice is okay. I'm glad right. this isn't different news. Right. But whoever's around her might want right. to keep an eye on her. Right. You know what I mean? Something Doing a little clout chase like that might be... Uh, a signal for something else She might need support at this moment in time She might need some people around her Just making sure that she don't do no 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 dumb shit Yeah Cause that was That was on, on the scale of dumb shit Alright Ja Morant Oh boy Ja Warrant <laughs> Warrant <laughs> Yeah. I ain't like this interview either, dogs. I ain't gonna hold you I ain't I, like I, this I, shit I couldn't finish I couldn't finish it I was like, oh, this is bad I say, yo, this PR need to talk to him, boy. This is bad. Do I have it? I do. Well, let's, let's play it real quick. NBA is having Spot, Shotgun Willies. You are holding a gun. And we both know how dangerous that can be. Whose gun were you holding? Well, the gun wasn't mine. Um, no, it's not who I am. I don't condone it. You know, any type of violence, um, but I take you know full responsibility. You know, for my question, actions, um, made a you know bad mistake, um, and I can see it sounds uh, the image you know that I, I painted you know over myself you know with my recent mistakes. But you know, in the future, um, I'm gonna show everybody who John really is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm about, and um, you know change this narrative. That was bad. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. I don't like it. I can't. I can't finish it. It's a bunch of cap. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bunch of cap. Like that was that was a full sentence of cap. Jalen Rose was giving nothing but softball questions. Right. I, I listen. This is gonna affect his game. I'm gonna tell you that now. This is gonna affect his game. I I want to see. I, I've been behind John Morant since the last two years when he's been. You know, electrifying the, the NBA. NBA. The fuck shit. Want to see him win? I don't. Think that this situation should ruin his career, should end his career, should put him in like some terrible position. However, shit like this is what makes people be like, "What's what's the point?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this interview does not help anything. This for, interview doesn't even prove anything, actually. Honestly, it just feels like another situation of playing in niggas' faces. Like celebrities playing in people's faces. Because one, it's like dogs. The gun wasn't mine. We, what what, what the, that's not the question. He's asking you about like the dangers of having a gun in the club and this, that, and the third and you're saying the gun was it? Well, whose gun was it? You holding it? Craziness. You holding the gun? <laughs> so whose gun was it, my nigga? Craziness. Like, and it's it's not who I am. Da da da. Listen, for the last year or so, this has been who you are. So, 
or at least what you want the public to think you are. So like, yeah, not just own up. Like, yeah, I was being dumb. I was in the fucking club. You know what I mean? Like, and I was being dumb. I'm 23 years old. I'm going to make mistakes. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to deflect from anything that I've done. It was stupid. And move on. This shit just sound like they told him backstage before he got on stage. This is what you say no matter yeah, what. Yeah. The, the question could be, fucking how old are you? And it wasn't my gun. Uh, it's not my fault. I'm going <laughs> to do better. Like, that's what it sounds like. That This shit is just Craziness. fucking yeah. corny to me. I don't, I don't like shit like that. Um... And I like you said, I don't think it does anything to help the situation. Nah, I don't even. I don't think it helped. I don't think it made it worse. It just like it just feels unnecessary. Like damn, he he sounds stupid as fuck though. He sounds crazy. All right, I think this is why some of the people are here this week. Um, so Idris and Chloe mm. are in the movie together. So. <laughs> We low-key alluded to this. I didn't even know he was in the movie. I, we all, I always knew she was in the movie from the previews. They never showed him in the previews. They, they did not show him. They did that. Deli- yo, yo, whoever is working behind the scenes in like rollouts of trailers and they see what's going on in the internet and then in real life, they know what they're doing. They're also fucking up our feelings as well. Not necessarily our feelings, the fans' feelings. Because... XAB did say two episodes ago, Idris and Chloe will make a great couple. And now niggas in a movie fucking bro, bro. We are different on the show. We different though. We literally, literally predict culture. Dead ass. First of all, that shit was wild. First of all, I was better than Lawrence fucking Tasha. That sex scene is a little. It's that. Nigga, it's not over the top. That's a sex scene, dog. But it's a sex. Scene. That's a nigga. That's slow key a porno. Yeah, Chloe not Chloe. Chloe not a little girl no more. Chloe, you know, see titties jangling, little ass. Like, oh shit. Like, see my nigga with a little sweat down his chest. I'm like, it's just kidding. Nah, he really looked like he was fucking, bro. Bro, they. First of all, I ain't seen no ball. Not <laughs> where was this ball? Not to take away the magic, but what they do in situations like that too is they'll get. A spray bottle, put water in it, and then they'll just spray a little bit, and then the act put put either puts their face in the mitts or they spray the mitts, and then they just all right, cool. They damp it up a little bit, and then they make the room like a little hot and steamy, and then they go straight into the scene. And that, my friends, is, is a sex scene. Bro, all I know is <laughs> he some said, nigga, "Where was the ball at?" <laughs> I see that ball, dog. <laughs> I didn't see the ball they claim was between. I thought it was like they was under the covers and she was saying like there was a ball on the nigga's stomach and he was just rolling to make it look like the ball. No. The ball was his ball. <laughs> it was his. It was his. Two Unless balls. she really like, had the ball in her vagina just to make sure that his dick wouldn't go in there. <laughs> Which is it, it, not sounding good. Bro. What? It's not sounding good. It's not <laughs> sound like his, his dick was hitting the ball that was in the vagina. It's, that mean his dick was... <laughs> Like, I don't know, but that Bro. was really intense. For I could understand why Chloe got ahead of it and did those interviews and Chloe, released it. Chloe's smart as fuck. Yeah, but ain't no, ain't no. First of all, I kept saying this, and I don't know if people was agreeing or not. I said this the first time 
Chloe was dancing on stage and she had the um she had the tampon situation. I don't care what this young lady says. She wants to be a sex symbol. I don't she, think she's ever denied wanting to be a sex symbol. I think she just I I I think sometimes the way she goes about it is as as if she's she's like pandering like what she's quote unquote not being perceived as. I think she's letting people know there's real life and there's artistry. In her artistry, she's definitely putting herself in a position of I you know in the the correct terminology embracing sexuality in hood shit terminology being a, a bad bitch a, a sex symbol right a bad bitch like yeah. letting niggas know that what's up that she got she got a body and she's not afraid to use it right like so i think that when she gets a chance she reminds niggas that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how you can approach me in real life. Okay. So I think that she's playing that line, in my opinion, relatively well, because she doesn't want to position herself to make it seem like she's the, and, and I don't use this word, but this is what people might say, the slut of the industry, right? She don't want black men, I think, or anybody to come at her thinking that all she is about is sucking dick and fucking and all of that. Because that's not really in her music either, but no, 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 no. she does sexualize herself to some extent. She has sexualized um, herself. And so when you have those two dynamics, sometimes you might get niggas that pull up on you and think like they can lead with sex or they can lead with money or whatever quote unquote bad bitch culture is. And I do think genuinely she's not about that. Like that, that's not the type of... I'm not saying she's not sexual, and I don't think she would say she's not sexual, but I don't think that she's just out here fucking for free, quote-unquote. Um, slightly off-kilter. Do you think Idris fucks Lori like that? You're going to hurt a lot of niggas' feelings with that question, bro. Hell yeah, he fucking Lori like that. Damn. Uh, uh, <laughs> Lori ain't there just... <laughs> For a good time <laughs> Idris is Listen Idris looked like He took classes to fuck Listen He and, looked like he Anytime He been doing that For a minute Anytime And I'm being honest I've done plays Where I have Where I have had Kissing scenes With some of my Co um, Actors That I I definitely Definitely wanted to fuck But we acting so we we gonna make it look as real as possible, as real as as real as a director wanted to look. Because I've definitely had direct. I had a director one time. Not gonna say the person's name. I had a director tell me, in twenty degree weather, when you kiss her, I want you to grab her ass. Can't make this up. And I asked the the I asked my co star. I said, "Are you okay with that? Because <laughs> I know what the director's saying, but you gotta be okay. Yeah, you with gotta this say too. it too, nigga. Because if you don't say it." I ain't grabbing shit. Yeah, I ain't grabbing shit. I'm going to just do the kiss if that's what we agree. And that's saying she's like, no, I want you to kiss her, kiss her, like kiss her neck. And I was like, oh, you got to turn off. Yeah, so I'm directing this freaky, yeah, dog. What's up with you, my nigga? You to, what, you trying to, what you trying to shoot? And it was a woman telling me this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so then she it, knew what she was, wanted. Yeah, bro. She was trying to get that fucking award. That's what she was bro, trying to get. Bro, yeah. That Sundance. Bro, yeah. She wanted that Sundance award. I need you to kiss her like. Yeah. M- movies out now, YouTube. But yeah, so... Um, 
I, I always think honestly, I don't think every actor thinks like this. I think most actors, especially niggas, when you acting with a chick in a movie that in real life you want to fuck and you probably ain't never going to fuck her. Um, how does that make you feel? Because Beyonce has had several movies and a few of the movies she plays. She's definitely played with actors who either kissed her or probably was in bed with her. But like nothing sexual happened. But I always wonder, did these niggas want to fuck? Do they have classes for sex scenes? Yeah, they do. I've never, I've never personally taken a class for that because I've never like done a movie where I had to do a sex scene. I've had, I've done movies where I had my shirt off and stuff, but not a sex scene. Um, but yeah, they definitely have. I wonder if they tell you to fuck like that. Because he looked like he was really trying to fuck. Bro, I, f- I honestly feel like it comes down to the director. Because technically speaking, on set, the person that is in charge is either the producer or your director. If, if your director is there, your, your director is in charge. Your director is telling you what to do. Basically, it's telling like, you what to do. I have a vivid picture of what Idris looks like fucking now. Yeah. And but. that picture will never leave any of our heads. As long as he's not fucking me, I'm fine. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like Shaq and Kevin yeah, Hart yeah, That was yeah. that was different yeah. But but yeah like I have a <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> Stay away from yeah, it Stay yeah, away from stay it away. I don't want to think about it right. I had to get out of there <laughs> I had to get out of there It's a bad it place to different. be Yeah it was yeah, bad it was different. Was I, When did that come out? I don't know I don't, What whoa, show was whoa, that in? About coming in and leave. Let's leave it alone Let's, let's leave it Shaq too big Alright <laughs> It was on a car my yeah. nigga Like <laughs> Whoa! Get out the way! Oh no! We gonna get to that lights in a out. I'm about to punch you. Lights out. Get the fuck back. Touch grill. That's so long. I can't stand that. Yeah. Oh my Yo. goodness. Um. But yeah, now I got a vivid. Like I know what this nigga looks like. Fuck it now. And Lori is getting her back blown out. Mm. When a nigga is fuck, I don't care if it's for a scene or not. When a nigga is fucking. Looks at a next nigga and gives the heads up. That nigga know how to fuck. Yeah. That that nigga know how to fuck. Yeah. Now the the real question here is, this, um, is, is does this hurt the brand and the image? Right. I don't know if this hurts her brand or her image, but I also don't think this is not what I don't think this is what anybody expected. However, they should have known. Somebody told her. I always say this. We can't we can't act naive and gullible. Somebody told her on her team. Something to the effect of this. Chloe, you know when this comes out, there's going to be attention that you probably didn't want. And there's probably going to be a lot of negative comments online. And at this point, you should be used to the negative comments because you've heard them before. They're going to be worse this time, though. We we hope somebody on her team told her that. I pray somebody on the team because if they didn't tell her that, Chloe, you need new management. Here's what. Here's my thoughts. So, On one hand... Um, I can see how it could hurt the brand. I think people still are attached to this idea of Chloe being a middle ground to innocent personality, right? Whatever you deem innocent to be, but oftentimes many people deem innocent to be non-sexual. And so... Because we've watched them grow up from being little girls to being young women um, to young adults, right? I think there's still this idea that her brand is supposed to be this cookie cutter imagery where something like a sex scene shouldn't come at this age or shouldn't come at all. 
I think there's some people that are holding on to that. What I think, I think this might be genius, though, that she did this sex scene because it's like ripping the Band-Aid off. And so at some point, Chloe is going to transition into a full adult. I mean, she is a full adult now, but in terms of the image is really going to be revolving around adult ass themes. Fucking and sucking it being part of it. Mm. Right? Good Lord. And so rip the band-aid off now. Get people used to the idea of you in an adult light and have people start to see you as such so that when your personal life catches up to your imagery, it's not a surprise. Unlike Haley... Who is in the opposite direction I pray she just stays so innocent The way she is Don't let us know too much about you girl But see that's where the conflict came with DDG Because her Disney persona Uh Got matched up to her real life Issues Yeah, And people are looking at her like Oh now you gotta get rid of this nigga When maybe she really really happy with this nigga Even though he Seems to be a fuck nigga. No, 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 no. I'm telling you also, big bro. Somebody on the Disney team, not Blue Ivy Park. Disney has got their own people. Disney team is telling her, and they probably told her, hey, Haley, hey, so really quick, when the movie comes out, when the movie actually is in theaters, this is going to be the number one movie in America. We're going to break numbers. We need you at all of these carpet appearances not to have him with you. I don't give a fuck if you guys break up or not. He can't be around. I'm, I guess somebody's having that conversation because he's going to fuck up the image. I'm he, sure she he, has an image consultant that is brand, saying yeah. he's the weak link. He can't come around. You do whatever you want to do right. with that information. Right. <laughs> but, but don't bring it here. He's the weak link. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, when... When the Little Mermaid comes that out, we already drunk. got the racist white people yeah. that are Saying upset about mad it. Wild shit online. God However, damn. they'll be more upset if you bring your little rapper boyfriend, even though he's not a rapper, but right. that's how they talk. Right. You bring your little rapper boyfriend with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? Like, that is, I'm sure that's happening. But that is, I think, what Chloe is trying to avoid. Chloe is saying in her head, like, all right, I'm not this cookie. Cut a girl right, right, in real right. life. Yeah, yeah. In real life, I'm not what you guys think. I'm, I am. I'm, a, I'm an average girl that's living her life, right. and I don't want you to get this image of me stuck in Disneyland. And when my real life, which I can't hide and I can't avoid, ends up coming out, y'all start to criticize me for it. Get your criticism and shit out now. Right. Get it out. Get used to it. Understand that this is going to be part of my image and brand. Yeah. And. Move the fuck on. Yeah, I think I, I I I do hear your perspective, and I think that is a good hot take to have. Only because at some point, bro, you wanna you as a as an individual in whatever you're doing artistically, you wanna you don't wanna keep being seen as somebody who can't grow and go into other spaces with your artistry, right? Regardless of what the fuck your real life situation is, because however your real life situation is gonna be, that is your life and you should live your life the way you want especially for a woman in this day and age where women have um done things on an entrepreneurial level that have truly elevated them in spaces that women were not in 10 years ago so you know not just chloe but shout out to any woman who has figured out 
what she um, loves to do and she's good at it and she continues to do that. If that is something that liberates you, if that's something that invigorates you, if that's something that elevates you and keeps you happy, keeps you in a, uh, a sane level feel, by all means do that. I just don't like that sometimes though it feels like some women will say, I'm not this, and then try to mask it or weave it into Oh, that was just something I did artistically. And it's like, no, deep down inside, you really, you really all like this. I mean, that exists, but there is also the opposite where there are some people right. that this is my artistry. Right. And I'm not that. Like, right. this is just an expression of myself. Right. There are times where niggas will say things. I mean, shit, you got a song that talks all about that in terms of how there's people acting as if they are gangster like, yeah, and yeah. acting as if. They are about a certain life, right. but in real life, they doing the whole opposite. Right. They work at the warehouse. Right. So, you know, I, I think that that should be allowed to women as well. Yeah. Women can say, yeah, my music, I'm getting all my sexual shit out, but in real life, don't approach me like that. Like, that's not, you're not going to get that, you know, off of the first date. You're not going to get that off of the, maybe the first month. Maybe I'm really, really protective of it. And then once you break through that barrier, oh yeah, I'm I'm do everything I say I do in my songs. But I think a perfect example of some of this is like shit, Britney Spears. Like Britney Spears got to a point in her career where she wanted to talk about sexuality a little bit more and she started to get criticized for it because everybody kept trying to pigeonhole her as a Disney star. Nah. You know, oh you you you're coming from this, stay like this. You are a role model. That's what they like to always say about women. You're a role model to these little girls. And the moment you start talking about sex, now you are demonized. And I think Chloe is sitting here. Someone on her team is saying, listen, you growing up, we see what the fuck you doing. This little girl image that people have of you, you have to break away from it. And maybe you got to do it fast and hard. Pause. <laughs> Idris. Idris Idris was going fast and hard He Idris. definitely was But like maybe you gotta do it fast and hard yeah. And let's just inundate these niggas with everything We're gonna do it tastefully You're not gonna have a fucking sex scene with Gunna Right in his, his video You're not doing that bullshit Get that shit off the docket What you will do is Everybody likes this nigga Idris He's around you Around your age Y'all look like a good couple do the sex scene with this nigga. Because the only other option would be Michael B. Jordan. And you ain't going to get that one yet. Yeah, you're not, we're no, not, we're not, we're not doing we're not that. Get that one hey, and maybe now Jonathan Majors, but but we ain't getting that either. So let's, let's, two different age groups, too. Exactly. And you, now you're starting to get, you, you, two, you two paired with an older, and might, niggas might have something to say about that. Right. So Idris, boom. Yeah. We got the nigga for you. Rip the Band-Aid off. And now, at this point, if you still looking at Chloe like she should be a little girl, you stupid. You you're deluding yourself. She's definitely, telling you definitely delusional. I'm a young woman, and and look at me like a young woman. It's crazy though. The, though the internet is crazy. The internet. One of the captions I read was, uh, "Chloe gets her uh, her cheeks clapped." <laughs> like, God nah. Damn. Somebody said, "Yo, Fuck. that arch was perfect. She's been here before." I was. <laughs> Fucking crying, <laughs> yo, bro, yo, the internet real. It's a real wild place, dog. Goddamn, son, nobody had safe. me fucking crying off of that. Nobody's safe, bro. Everybody from what I read was very pleased and happy about what they saw. 
Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I've seen a lot of positive shit. I didn't see a lot of, oh, she shouldn't be doing this, that, that. I saw a couple of niggas do that. But for the most part, it was positive And it was like, I yo, think, she killed that I, I honestly think most niggas This is just my perception of it I think when other people see somebody getting fucked That they want to fuck But they know they will never fuck They're gonna say something negative Yeah it's yeah. that. That's just how it is it's, it's like that saying goes, you know Well, I nigga always want what he can't have Like all the the closest you're gonna get to her is looking at her on your TV screen, <laughs> nigga. That's about it. Now the only argument that I could see being made about this that I I may possibly agree with is maybe do the sex scene, but make it a little bit more implied than so direct. If you want to help her get to this, like she's an adult and you know see her as an adult, because that was raw diggity dog. She getting clapped out type shit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you do it where it's like you see them get into the room, you see them take their clothes off. Maybe she makes a facial expression, and then you end the scene instead yeah. of it being this nigga just clapping her shit, and you see the whole ass getting jiggled, face down in the pillow. Maybe you do it that way. That's the only argument I can see. This. Listen, they wanted to turn viewers on. They knew what would turn viewers on. They knew what would get people talking. I guarantee out of the whole series, that's probably going to be the most watched episode. Yeah, Donald Glover is a different nigga, son. Yeah, Charles Gambino, when he getting and his actors back, he different. He directed this shit. Oh, he was the boss. <laughs> oh, that's what I was he playing. was the boss Yeah Nigga He yeah, was nigga. in there like Yo make sure her ass Jiggles this way And make slap sure Slap it Right slap <laughs> Cut <laughs> Alright we're, we're gonna do that One more time Slap Go Action <laughs> Ass clapping Ass clap Oh right there Right there Alright now make that sound <gasps> Make that sound Alright we got it Next <laughs> Cause We know We know Childish Gambino Is a wild First of all He's a man. He, he gives me always gives me Jordan Peele vibes. He's a mastermind. I mean, when I seen him in the movie with Rihanna, I was like, damn, he did his thing in that movie. Something Island. Yeah. Yeah. On Amazon. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but I, I didn't know he directed it. That nigga is a freaky boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, he's a very freaky boy. <laughs> it's his show. Oh, so, Swarm is his. All right. All right. So. So, yo, Swarm's concept is a really wild concept, though. I don't want to give it away. It's a wild concept. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I'm gonna have to really like dig into the show a little bit more. But it's like a, it's it's like a, um, it's a suspense thriller. That's what it is. It looks like it looks like Shorty is a little crazy. She, no, she became crazy because she she becomes obsessed with somebody who passed away. And that's when she gets really crazy, and then she goes on her, you know, killing spree. It's, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, like because. I mean that she scene where he's fucking Chloe and he looks at her. I'm like, yo, this shit feel deranged. Like, this, does does he know that she like him type shit and is spitefully fucking in in her face, or does she does he not know? And is that his sister? Like, I don't know. It just that whole shit do look a little deranged. Like, there's there's definitely you know Donald Glover. He got some other yeah some other hidden meaning behind the meaning. So, yeah. um. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll keep y'all updated. Yeah, last thing I'll say about that is that shit definitely, if you ain't get horny off that scene, then... Something wrong with your lower yeah. private parts. Yeah, yeah, you might want to see a doctor, make yeah, sure yeah. your libido and everything yeah, is... everything is intact. Is in t- <laughs> if not, stay off drugs, kids. <laughs> um, all right, so this is how you know somebody is out of here. 
uh, we don't like to on this show. We don't like to say when we first met somebody or got hip to their music or whatever. So you haven't heard us say much about Connie Diamond. She actually had uh, said she was going to come on the show a while back, but this was before she got super busy. So I don't know if that'll ever happen at this point. Uh, probably will. Connie is a real one. Every time I repost her, she reposts the repost. So. Yeah, but um, she, she's watching and paying attention. I met Connie back it's like 2013, 14, sheesh, somewhere around then. Damn. Um, and she was on the scene from the BX and rapping her ass off. It was she was part of a group at the time. I don't know if she's still affiliated with them, so I won't say the name. But she was part of a group, and she was the the leading lady. Of this rap conglomerate And I remember the first time They kind of like introduced her out We were at this show Show was packed out This group was running New York at the time Like they were next up I don't know what happened They They're all super talented But This 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 game isn't really all about talent It's, it's definitely not about talent It's about who's gonna Get exposed and plus who plus who wants it more too like fuck all the talent you could not be that talented but you just so consistent it's like damn I'm outworking the niggas that's more talented than me the thing is these niggas was hungry <laughs> these niggas was everywhere but yeah. I just don't know what happened I, right. I wasn't in the inner workings of that you right. know so but I, I she came on stage and she outwrapped everybody and she fucking killed it and from that moment in time it was like always watching to see what the next step was for her and. She just kept climbing the ladder, like, and now she's here where she's getting cosigns from LeBron James. Who's not even a rapper. So we got to talk about the culture of cosigning because it's flipped. It's flipped down. Let's, uh, let's see if we got a clip of this, this, this joint. Huh. I need the money to power respect From this party, you know I'm a flex I got a normie, can never get left Put one in her body and one in her neck If you're not an op, just know that you're blessed I'm dropping bodies, I put them to rest Thinking you're brave, these bitches be minimum wage For thinking I owe them respect So you better oh, Hold on mm. That bar go crazy You better move, bitch Telling you now, I ain't gonna fool with When they hit the corner, we get the duck of the D's They airing the news clip Disturbing the peace when we get the dump in the heat They soft and they cool with I am lead, this shit don't mean nothing to me I'm scoring you two zip, now let's get it all gone Bitches be broken, they needy Come to the spot and I'm doing them greasy Can't tell me nothing, they calling me Jeezy Fuckin' your life, they ain't wanna believe me Fillin' with hollows, they calling me sleepy Call it boppin' and making them zizi Came to swap and a nigga won't leave me Said the pussy is water, it's Fiji Damn it, I'm making look easy I need the money like ASAP, Jimmy and Vivi See, wanna breathe it like, so you better move, bitch Yo, yo Damn Yo She was already dropping heat But this shit right here Nigga, all she, all, she, all she need now is Luda on the remix. It's go. Oh, it's out of here. If that Bye. Happens, yeah, it's out of here. You happens. signed, girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's already signed. She signed to Def Jam. Oh, so 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 somebody get Luda on the phone. Somebody yeah, like you got that man number. Call, nigga. call him. Make sure he listens to this shit three times. Cause he got he gonna have to step his new balls up for this. Yeah, it's it's a new day, my nigga. This ain't the. Move bitch When Luda was out This is the move bitch Connie is here Nah cause Drill Luda Might go crazy Drill I mean Drill, drill and it's crazy cause When Luda be making appearances On people right He do be coming for blood Yeah he don't He don't try to get out rap At all He Cause he really is Lyricist Ludacris I feel like Luda would do it If If it's presented to him the right way Yeah the right way Like you know So obviously we know What's gonna help her But how's it gonna benefit me And that's where this This LeBron James co-sign Kinda you, you, takes it out of here You know 
You, you know what they need to do? They need to do a video. They do a video. The concept is like similar to move big. Because remember, Luda's, Luda's whole, not, not his whole career, but parts of his career, when he does certain records, is very uh, gimmicky. When he did stand up, he had the big ass shoe and he was stomping the floor. Mm-hmm. When I move, you move. You know what I mean? And then move, bitch, get out the way. It's about niggas in the club. And it's just like, nigga, get out of my way, bro. I'm just trying to get my little dub right here. You stepping on my sneakers. Facts. They, they, they should do a, a remix. They should do a remix. I'm excited to see what happens with Connie next. Um, Me too. Because I know a lot of people saying, oh, she sound like Pop Smoke. She sound like Remy Ma. <sighs> da, 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 but I saw some niggas actually said she sound like a man. And I was like, damn. I mean, bro. I don't care about all that. that to me, that's corny. But what I'm saying is Connie got her own style. Definitely like, do. Connie's able to do the drill shit, but she can rap rap. Nah, she's not. <laughs> she's a rap rapper. Yeah. Rap rapper. Yeah. So hopefully Connie will come and sit with us on the, on the couch sometime soon or maybe come to a live show and we... Talk yeah. to her in front of a live audience, but um, yeah. Shout out to you, Connie, doing your thing. Yeah, keep doing it. Um, you know we always been supporting you, so day one we gonna continue to. All right, so vacationing. We spoke about vacationing last week. Mm-hmm. I want to say, yeah, it was last yeah, it was episode. Definitely last episode. But some new stuff came up that you you kind of wanted to touch on. Yeah, so uh. We all know about the young lady, Shanquella, who unfortunately lost her life when she was um, out, uh, which was supposed to be with friends. These niggas was definitely not friends. She was vacationing um, in Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. And long story short, um, there was like an altercation and she was uh, picked up and she was uh, slammed on her back, causing her, uh, I think her spine to break. And she was, you know, she was... She was literally on the floor dying, and um, all of all of her uh, quote unquote friends who um, were there on this trip with her. Um, the story now is that once they realized that she was gone, um, they asked to they asked for transportation to go get some dinner. Nobody, so supposedly somebody was grieving, and other people were trying to figure out when they was going to get their next meal. The comments that I was reading on the Shade Room basically let me know that nobody cared enough about this young lady's life, and people think the trip now was a setup. I think the story here, or, or the lesson, or not the story, the lesson, I mean, this has nothing to do with... She was a beautiful young lady, too. God damn. The young lady... It just has everything to do with best practices. Um, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, and I vacationed with her before, um, but as a group, not like a one-on-one scenario, as a yeah. group. So I've been in not the same position, but I've been in positions where you vacation with a group and you realize on the vacation and maybe you don't fuck with these people. It's not a safe place to be. And so part of it, there's a couple of things here. It's like, one, we've trivialized vacationing to some extent. We make it seem like it is just another thing to do. Some people try to do it as a flex. 
Some people try to make it seem like it's just another level of fun. But vacationing is an intimate thing. Vacationing, in my opinion, really should only happen. I won't say only, but you need to take in mind the people that you are vacationing with. Again, this has nothing to do with her. I'm not talking about her decision making. I'm not saying that because we've all been on vacation, as I just said for myself as well, where maybe one or two people you just don't know. It's your homie's friends. You know, y'all putting a group vacation together and your homie is like, yo, I got two people that I want to bring on this vacation too. And you're like, all right, cool. You know your homie. Maybe there's two other people you know going on this trip, but you don't know these other two people coming. And they just so happen to be people that you don't fuck with, right? right? Like, or, or that you have different morals than or you have a different belief system. What I'm getting at is the idea of vacationing before you even get on the vacation. Right. I think we need to add more stock into what that means because, yes, people say all the time, friendships end after vacations. Friendships definitely do end after vacation because you really, you really see who you're friends with. Dead ass. Yeah, because you can't escape them. Y'all For gonna, that amount of time you with them, you gonna, can't escape them. You're going to be with them. You're going to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. The gonna good, learn, the yeah. bad, and the ugly. You're going to learn, learn, learn some shit about your friend that you didn't know un, until you have, would have gone on vacation. Until, because that's like you're living with them for that amount of time that you're vacationing. You're going to see if they messy. You're going to see if they're considerate. You're going to see if they have real you're, you're actually going to get a window into their relationship not just the stories that they're telling you about their partner you're going to see them on the phone with their partner like damn i wouldn't have said it like like that that's why she probably be wilding out on this nigga <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> okay i get it now right. uh, she not just crazy this shit, nigga wilding shit make a lot of sense now so you see all these different aspects of an individual and you right. it's not like you can just get up and leave yeah. you got to deal with it yeah so how do you deal with it? And unfortunately, in this scenario, based off of what this new information coming out is saying is, at some point she got on that vacation and realized that she wasn't fuck, like she wasn't part of the group. She right. the concierge is saying that she seemed like an outsider. Yeah, and I've been in that position. I'm, I don't know if it was on vacation or not, but I've definitely been where I'm with a group. Actually, matter of fact, I did go on vacation with a group of people and I felt like the outsider. And it was like, it was me, it was my homeboy, and two of his homegirls. You probably know them. I mean, you do know them, but you probably know based off what I'm saying who that group was. Yeah. And the first time we went on a vacation together, it definitely was on some like, I wasn't vibing with, with the group. Like, I wasn't feeling like, I was meshing with with how they wanted to vacation versus what I was cool. Not that I was, you know me. I'm cool with almost everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that's it was true. it Even was the last minute shit. You'd be like, damn, all right, well, yeah. It was the attitudes. Mm. It was the way niggas was addressing me. Mm. It was like, oh, y'all niggas don't know who I am. Okay, all right. Y'all don't know that if y'all keep talking to me like this, I'm going to ruin this whole fucking shit for all of y'all niggas. It's going to be no vacation. It's going to be vacating. It's going to be black eyes. <laughs> black eyes. <laughs> it's going to be black eyes, my nigga. <laughs> 
But in that moment, I had to be like, these niggas don't know me well right, enough. So I got to hold it so down. So let me chill out. A little bit. A little a, bit. A little bit. If I'm y'all a, violate, though, yeah. it's really going to get crazy. Right, but I'm flipping tables. Yeah. I, man. It's going to be WWE. <laughs> niggas, niggas, yo, I know niggas love to say like how patient I am, but y'all got to be, y'all have to be, y'all have to understand how blessed y'all are that I'm this patient. <laughs> When y'all, if shit. y'all see that other side, y'all not y'all, y'all gonna be like, yo, X is is a demon. Yeah, like X a, is yeah, different. He's a demon, but you got me this way, nigga. Like I'm really a nice, kind-hearted person. I be trying, but niggas be pushing it, the, yeah. push it to the limit. Like uh, hey, nigga. niggas think they you gonna Rick Ross me? <laughs> All right, nigga. I'm a uh, hey. I'm a DJ Khaled. This yeah, whole yeah, shit. yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all another niggas. one. Y'all niggas gotta y'all gotta relax sometimes, but yeah, on that vacation, I definitely was like, "I right, niggas is kind of they doing things in a way that I don't really fuck with." So let me kind of just play the background. Y'all not gonna get you know, there's different versions of me. Y'all not gonna get the the super like happy go lucky one because I also didn't feel safe to relinquish responsibility to these niggas. Oh, Fr- fun. Comes with responsibility and being able to feel like, yo, I could get a little goofy, silly. Right. Like, I could be a little not as vigilant around these individuals. Right. Because if, I, if I'm if i not taking the helm of responsibility, I know my nigga over there will. Right. Or I know shorty over there will. Right. When you realize the group that you're with is not able to really be responsible to the level that you know you are. It puts you in at least it puts me in the mind frame of I can't put my guard down because I'm responsible for these niggas. These niggas is making dumb, goofy motherfucking decisions. And I have to be vigilant because I'm going to be the one to clean up the goddamn mess because they don't know how to. Whether it's because they drunk, whether it's because they just bad decision makers, whatever the case is. And so like vacationing is really what puts those type of things into light I, you were bringing up before we got on air a vacation that we went on um where like different shit was popping up yeah man um that was <clears throat> it's, it's so interesting because that was not our first mini vacation together because you and i think our first official trip like being friends in a different state is when we went to Atlanta on that motherfucking China bus. We never do that shit again. Yeah, that was wild. That was an experience. I was like, damn, niggas probably should have flighted it up. But back then, niggas really like, at, at least for me, I know my money was very funny. So I was not getting on no flight. I ain't had no flight money. But uh, definitely uh, when we went to Atlanta and that was cool. I learned on that trip that you are very uh, generous, very considerate and uh, very patient even when bad shit was happening because I distinctly remember us getting to the venue because we, we didn't necessarily go out there for us. We was going out there to help a young yeah, lady we was put together a show. We was literally there on business, to be honest. And, you know, when you got that rental car, when it was time to leave the venue, that shit broke down. And I was like, fuck, I know you was going through it because um, pri- prior to that, we got we got to the spot and only twelve niggas showed up and twelve it was a huge it was, yeah, venue yeah it was a huge venue and it with was twelve a, niggas a lot of a lot of money was lost but the boys did what we were supposed to do we 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 did our job and um, <clears throat> I I just remembered how frustrating all of that shit was um, for you with the car and then with me with you know dealing with that person and it's like 
Well, don't forget when we first got there, when we got into the taxi, and that nigga was charging out the ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> to to go to the hotel was like and he was looking at that meter and was like, "Yo, yeah, I re- y'all remember? I think that shit got up to like fifty. So I was like, "Yo, where we going? <laughs> yeah, was- where we going, nigga, <laughs> bro? We only like, here for three days. We got to ration every money. Like, yo, bro, we from New York, and it don't cost that much to go." Where we going so It definitely don't I think it was like A 15 minute drive like, That shit turned into 50 fucking dollars Yeah we was like what, what what we doing bro Like stop playing with us Wow, That shit was crazy Wild um, And then The other trip That we went on Which was we, we were We were in LA That was my first time In LA And Just dealing with Dealing with People That At, at least for me It's not necessarily my friends but they are associated with my friends so they are more of like an acquaintance of mine and then dealing with them in the circumstances that we had to deal with them you know when people are having life issues happen and even though it's not your job you kind of feel like a human responsibility to take care of them in that moment and you could have been on some dickhead shit but then in those moments i learned like damn this nigga actually is a good person outside of being my friend, like 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 my direct friend, like I could call him for anything to somebody else that you don't even really know like that. And you're doing business with them. And now you got to help them figure out a home situation. In mm. a, I was like, this nigga XAB is different. My, my respect for you definitely went to a whole nother level. But still in the back of my mind, I'm just like, yo, like. These are the things that can arise on a vacation and and if, fuck up a friendship. and fuck up a friendship because I could have really been like I could have got very upset. No, like we literally, I never forget, we was literally about to go to sleep, bro. Niggas had a long day of shooting. <laughs> I was tired as fuck, and this nigga goes, "Yo, this nigga stranded." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> We gotta go get him Nigga who Me and you Nigga it's 12 at- Well we didn't get back To the hotel till like 2 That bro. shit was crazy bro Picked him up With his bags Bro That was insane And this nigga Really slept on the floor son Bro I'm not gonna hold you X I was really tight bro I was holding it down bro I was upset Niggas had to do What we had to do that day I, 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 Had no it, choice actually I mean, I definitely wasn't gonna let homie sleep in the right. Street. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, no street. That nah, would have been, been oh, that would been that would been no. When you had a whip, that would have been crazy. <laughs> been if anything, you could have got the whip. I right, you could sleep in the car, yeah, nah, but but that is, that's even outside. worse because then the car would have got fucked up. We'd have been tight. <laughs> and so like yeah, like that was definitely oh, a man. scenario where again, like those wrenches innovate. Nobody planned for that. Nobody planned for that shit. You know what I mean, like. We had already built, a, I feel like, enough of a bond and a rapport yeah. to know that when situations or if situations like that arose, yeah. we know how the other is going to respond. Yeah. Like, I know that you probably was tight, but I know that that wasn't something detrimental nah. to nah. the relationship. Hell it no. just was more... For you, I, I feel like a lot of times you get tight because you be like, yo, these niggas be putting X in a position... That he shouldn't be in yes, type of nigga. type of, but the the morality of, damn, this nigga is stranded. Yeah, yeah. I would be looking at you funny if you would be upset at at me for, for being what, like for trying to get him. Yeah, nah, we gonna. I, 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 
if you were okay with leaving a nigga out on the street, to me that would be fucked up. Yeah. And or, it's crazy because if I'd have did that, you'd have been like, all right, cool, I'm going to go get him. But after the trip, either we having a conversation or I ain't fucking with you like that. Yeah. Because you fucked up. To me. That, to me, that would, to me, that tells like a moral, like, yeah, do I want, no, I, I want a bitch in the hotel. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I want, right. I, I would like for us to be getting our dicks up. Right, right. <laughs> but Not getting a nigga stranded talking about I ain't got nowhere to go. Nigga, we don't even live here. <laughs> That was my whole thing. I was like, nigga, we don't live in. Where are we taking you? We don't. Wh- bro, what if our hotel room could only fit two people? It'll be a long day for him. We, first of all, that room didn't even have a sofa bed. That's why he slept on the floor. Yeah. So we got to paint it properly. The room did not have a sofa bed. It was a beautiful room. It was a double queen. I slept on my bed. X slept on his. He wasn't sleeping in the bed with none of us. <laughs> nigga, the floor's yours. <laughs> The floor's yours. This is your option, my friend. Is, my is, yeah. friend. We, we're going to get you. And I think when he came, he didn't have a blanket. His pillow was his jacket. Yeah, that I shit was bad. I wasn't giving up a pillow. <laughs> sorry. I said, I paid for half of this room. Uh, a nigga, the, you didn't help me ex pay for none of this shit. Not the flight, nothing. I think the next, I mean, we've been on vacation after that. But one of yeah. the other times where it was interesting, where we were on vacation together. Yeah. Was for your birthday about two years ago. Oh my god, that was a that was, that an, was, interesting that was an interesting vacation, dog. We ain't gonna say too much because the feds is listening. What I will say is, <laughs> what because you never know, you never know when the feds are listening. That's a fact. You never know, they could not be listening and randomly. Oh, such and such said that word. Let, word. Me, let, let me, me go listen. Let me listen. So all I'm gonna say is this: I was dating a very a very nice young lady and um she wanted to really do it up for my b-day and um we went to miami and she definitely did go all out so i'm gonna say that first of all she definitely That's went a fact. she went all out like very her. respectable very res- i i i could not take that usually when we would plan stuff she would go all out but this right here like i'm not gonna say uh it's um the most uh, luxurious um, presentation of, you know, what it meant to be, you know, appreciated for my birthday. But it's definitely in the top three because I want to be respectful. Um, but what I will say is when somebody is doing something for you and your friend also wants to be a part of it, and your friend has somebody that he's also dealing with and they, you know, have their own thing that they're trying to do. Schedules can get hard on a trip. Right. Especially a trip that was being planned like months in advance. And what I will say is I think the 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 most important lesson I learned on that trip was. Even if things like just get thrown in there, like, nigga, you didn't know you was going to get into a car accident. Which was insane (laughs) The way that happened And I didn't know That Trying to have my friend A part of my B-Day plans Would make my partner so upset Well that's the thing We had a conversation where It seemed like that was What Was being asked Right Right Like it was Because I was getting messages And stuff that was like Yo you know, when you come, da 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 da, right, it's gonna right. be great, da da da. You can help with this, that, and the third. I was right. like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm down with helping, making this day, right? You know, or this experience, right. um, lit, 
lit. So, you know, to get an understanding or a partial understanding that some of it maybe was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speak for nobody. I have no idea what the, the thought processes were. But what I will say is I think the idea was striking a perfect balance of letting you and your partner do what y'all wanted to do right. while me and my friend were doing what we wanted to do because we weren't attempt like there was never a scenario where it was like you got to stop doing what you want to do to do what we want to do right it was like okay y'all want to go here and we want to go here so we're going to split up at this time right and let's try to get back together at 9 p.m right like that to me was what we were attempting to do and we had uh Put schedules together in the beginning to yeah, see yeah. what we we could. Because remember, y'all went to the the dinner. Yeah, the uh, Versace Mansion. Yeah, that yeah. That's and we things. weren't able to go. Yeah, yeah. Things I got hairy that night. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then we went separate ways. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we ain't had nothing to do with. Right. You right, know what I mean? Right. I think that whole day y'all were on that, a different. Yeah, page. that whole day we definitely was on a different type of time and for sure. I think the only two, the only time we really spent together was the yacht and the yacht and top golf. The yacht, top, top golf, and, and mini, RPG. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the race, which was lit. Yeah, that was that was which was lit. Definitely got to do that again. Definitely got to do that. Yeah, facts. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, man. Um, but yeah, all those, yeah. all those different dynamics yeah. of intimacy. What yeah. I'm considering intimacy. Play yeah. a factor in vacationing with somebody, right? And right. To, and and going on a vacation. My friend was telling me about, you know, like different scenarios where they might have been on a vacation, and their homeboy or homegirl goes off and doesn't tell anybody anything. And I've dealt with that before too, and that definitely can ruin. A vacation and ruin a friendship. That would get that would that would that would that would get me tight. I mean, especially at the age we at now, you can't be doing no shit like that, bro. Shit is too serious. I had this. a friend, especially in a different country. I had a friend. We were all vacationing. It was me and a group, and we had went to the industry party, and there were mad people there. I met Janae Aiko. Um, I met Will. I am. I met a couple different people at this party, and. One of the girls we were with just disappeared. Oh no! Nah. So I'm I I go to my homeboy. I'm like, yo, where the fuck is so and so? He like, she went with some niggas, and I was like, you let her? He was like, listen, bro, I ain't got, I ain't here to tell nobody what to do. I'm like, bro, shit is too hairy. It's too weird to let uh, shorty with with a bunch of randoms go with randoms, and we don't know where the fuck they at. She wasn't answering her phone. Like, she wasn't answering no text messages. So, like, I was like, yo, I'm not cool with shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And that was another reason, or that was a reason why that experience went, you know, I was like, I can't, I don't know yeah. if I could do this. Yeah, both of them, both of them was in the wrong. She was definitely in the wrong for just kind of going with the flow with randoms. And then he was in the wrong for not really stepping in as, even if he don't know her like that, even if he ain't want to, nigga, your obligation is we don't know them either. So you got to, nigga. You don't know them niggas either. Nah, that's one of the ground rules the with 
vacation and you leave with who you come with. Facts, nigga. That's like going. That's like going to the club to an extent. Like if everybody's kind of cool with random people that you might be meeting, and your friend is doing the check in, or if the girl's doing the check in, and everybody's cool and everybody kind of leaves around the same time. Not like you win the club and the niggas like I'm out because now it could be a setup. You don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think that's a good point that you make in terms of like the club because. That is another rule. That's a club yeah, rule for sure. If we definitely. go to the club together, yeah. unless you explicitly tell me it is okay, right. I'm going this way, we all leaving at the same time. Like, there is no we go to the club and you leave with some random nigga that you met at the club if we go as a group. I'm sorry. You can get mad at me if you want. <laughs> we can talk about it the next day. But I'm not going to let you leave with some random nigga if you came with me and my group. Like, right. that. That's that's just not how... How it rocks again, unless you explicitly tell me, X, I am sober, da da da. I'm gonna give you my, give you the address, whatever. And even then, it's a little shaky. Sorry, you know what I mean. It's, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't really trying to commit to that. But yeah, all in all, this vacation and conversation is more so about. Yes, it's important to know who you're you're going with, um, but sometimes you don't. You don't know, but the moment I would say that you start to feel like the group you are with or the people you are with are putting you in dangerous situations, it's time to separate to some extent. And what that looks like is different in in every scenario. There is no one shoe fits all type of scenario. It's a right. uh, you just got to realize what type of time and these people are on that you're with. If they're on the type of timing that's really that they're the ones putting you in danger, then you need to definitely tell the people in your life like, yo, so-and-so's moving weird and maybe I'm going to get another hotel room or maybe I'm going to do this and maybe I'm going to do that. And that's not always easy because that means more money, maybe money you weren't intending to spend when you decided to go on a trip. But if people are actively putting your life in danger, that's what I'm saying. If right. You, you starting to feel unsafe around the people you went on the vacation with. Yeah. Those are some of the options you might want to start to explore. Um, other than that, obviously, is, is regular conflict resolution type things. Mm-hmm. You want to have a conversation as consistently as possible about things that you don't like. Maybe they brought a, a, a if you're a woman, they brought a man over without telling you. You might want to have that conversation like, yo, just give me a little bit of a heads up. I woke up and it was dick in my face. You know what I'm saying? Like Damn. you might want to. <laughs> You might want to uh, be able to do that because the last piece that I'll talk on is not everybody is raised the same way and vacationing exposes that. Which oh, you, yeah. Hell yeah. Which you think is normal in your household, you quickly realize may not be normal in somebody else's household. That's a fact. You may realize that you have to wake up every day at 7 a.m. because that is normal. That's what you've been taught. And someone else will sleep in until 2 p.m. You might realize that or you might have this perception that, OK, when someone uses the shower, they're going to clean up after themselves. Mm. Make sure that the shower doesn't look like it was used to the extent of like hair and gel and shit being all over the place. Mm. And you quickly realize that, no, the person you are on vacation with is leaving shit all over the bathroom. Right. Like mess. It's a mess. Right. And they ain't clean it up. And you start to realize like, oh, well, maybe we have different perceptions of, of how to live or coexist with somebody. 
And so, like, those things are super, super important. Um, and vacationing, it only gets exposed when vacationing, but you should always have, like, plan Bs and plan Cs that include you potentially leaving the group that you're with. Right. Um, speaking about people you should probably leave, Tokyo Tony. Who that? That is Black China's mother. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has been... She's been wilding on her daughter, dog. Wilding on her daughter as of late, and it... It looked like it worked. It brings up the conversation, though, of toxic parents. So this latest rant is because Black China removed the face fillers that she had. Oh, yeah, that that, that rant was retarded. You you just said your daughter was looking crazy. So how do you... How do you deal with toxic parents, bro? You don't. Sheesh. You, you don't. You don't. You don't interact with them. I mm. think that, and that, I think that's what Black China has been doing. Yeah, Black China has been putting space between them. Because the the last interview before she even started to remove some of her the the products that's you know, excuse me, um, the 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 face fillers she. It was a hard interview for her because she was like, you know, at the end of the day, that's still her mom, even though she said some hurtful things. Parents can say, I mean, shit, I told you off air some of the some of the hurtful things my mom told me like three years ago. That still kind of stuck with me. It doesn't affect me as much, but it, it, it definitely will affect me. Um, shit, probably up until the day I actually move out the crib, mm-hmm. type shit. You know what I mean? And it's pertaining to the house, but. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parents say things that they don't think is fucked up. They be thinking in that moment, this is what you need to hear. And it's like, mm, maybe not what I need to hear from you. Mm. So, because you're my parent. I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to be a little, bit, a little bit more sympathetic towards me. You know, you don't necessarily have to like every single thing I do. You don't necessarily have to really like me, quote unquote, the way you think you should, but you should definitely be respecting me and you should definitely love me. And the way that Black China's mom has been coming on her, I don't think I don't think that lady love her daughter like that, dog. She might not love herself like that either. She definitely don't love herself. And that's where it stems from. Yeah. And I think she's seeing that her daughter, you know, and this happens. It's crazy because you would expect at this point in time, it's so cliche you would expect people to be trying not to do it, but as her daughter is becoming more successful and maybe putting more distance between them, some out of necessity and some just simply out of when you live a different lifestyle, you don't do the same things. Her mother is becoming resentful of it and her mother is becoming spiteful about it and attempting to make her daughter seem like she's doing something wrong for wanting to better herself and wanting to live a different life. It's like the moment Black China said, yo, I'm making some changes in my lifestyle. I want to be healthier. I want to delete OnlyFans. Right. I want to I want to just be a different type of individual. Her mom got upset as if like that sense of control of being able to shame her over those things was taken from her. And now she's She's mad. That's sad, man. It's a reality, though, that parents, family, even friends, when they start to see somebody doing better, they they get this anxiety that this person is going to leave them behind. 
and then they they hold on to the things or they try to anchor them with the things that they think will keep them close. And mm-hmm. oftentimes that's trying to drag them or pull them down or make them feel less of themselves or whatever the case is. Um, Speaking of making niggas feel less of themselves, this man list has grown to like a hundred and something, probably more than that now. Um, Different things that niggas is not allowed to do apparently. Otherwise, they're not considered a straight masculine man right 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 um let me see if i could pull this list up yeah yeah listen man it's either the world gonna see you as gay but if you straight then there's certain things you can't do it because then you're gonna be perceived as playing for the other team which is crazy so things masculine men aren't allowed to do eat bananas eat popsicles eat lollipops eat kale eat salads do yoga do intricate dances with women. Do intricate dances with other men. Dance generally. Have female friends that you are not interested in having sex with. Spend time with said female friends. Go to brunch. Have too many female friends. Have too many male friends. Go to a movie, maybe with a male friend or two. Go on a trip, maybe with a male friend or two. Shit is getting ridiculous. Yeah, and I think... It's sarcasm. Yeah, but it's sarcasm, but I can see this becoming a real thing. But it's also based off of because the original post has like where he heard it yeah. or this person who's writing down the list heard it, which is usually women on podcasts. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And then like him typing whatever it is that is being suggested from the women on the podcast. And sometimes it's men also co-signing it. There was a nigga that, that put up a post uh, recently, too, saying um, something about what niggas can't do or some shit like that. I'm surprised podcast is not on that list because when I'm on other pages, there's a whole campaign now trying to shut down male podcasts. I'm like, oh, this shit getting crazy. Like there's an actual campaign. That's been happening for a while. We'll see how that goes. And they it's getting it's getting to the point also where they're done with. Women podcast too, and they 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 keep saying, "Yo, the the price of mics gotta go up, or people need to start locking away podcast equipment from people." Oh shit! Interesting. I, I, I know, can't blame them, son. A lot of people are getting on on shows, and there are two things. One, the podcasting industry got so large because people were saying, "quote unquote," raw and authentic and authentic things. That other people had never heard someone explicitly right. talk explicitly, about before. Yeah, right, right, right. It's not like it's not like the conversations on podcasts were never being had before podcasts. They were being had. Podcasts allows these conference, uh, conversations to now be amplified. Right, and so the difference between a podcast and radio was with the FTC. Um, there's certain things that niggas couldn't say on or, or even talk about on the radio. Right. So when you got the podcast alternative where Maybe the Breakfast Club would dance around a conversation about sex. They would allude to it, but wouldn't say the word. Da, right. da, da. You get this podcast where you got two women talking about, yeah, I suck dick, and I like it when a nigga come in my face. Wait, you had a nigga come in your face? Yeah, bitch. Da, da, da. And it is amazing when it gets in your eye. And like you have, you Yo. seeing these crazy-ass conversations being had, and that's what brought niggas to podcasting. The unfortunate part is you had people that saw that and thought that was the formula. 
say wild shit. <laughs> That's all you got to do to have your podcast be successful is just say the wildest shit you could think of. Right. And now you have people going on podcasts saying the dumbest things you've ever heard in life. And it's cheapening the brand if you're on that level. Yeah. My advice is to elevate above that level and make sure that your show doesn't delve into that. I don't let people on the on the on the podcast if that's what they intend to do. Yeah. Right? They're trying to use our platform yeah. to make a mockery of the platform while also trying to get some clickbait and, and clout. Sidebar, did you see what happened to the dude who does the the jumper podcast? Yeah, so Adam twenty two. It's looking bleak right now for that nigga. Well, Adam twenty two originally, so the so there's some pedophilia stuff going on about him. The story is a little convoluted. Yeah, it's definitely so a little convoluted. It's not as straightforward. Yeah. I'm not shooting any bail. But my understanding of it was apparently somehow he got in contact with a 16-year-old. Mm-hmm. When she was 16. When yeah. she was 16. Yeah. But she was referred to him through some friends. Right. Um, nothing happened when they were si- when she was 16. They got reconnected when she was 19. 19, yeah. Um, and I think something sexual happened when she was 23. Yes. Something like that, yeah. Or 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 nineteen, maybe it was the nineteen. I don't know. Yeah. So, but between that nineteen to twenty three range, something, yeah, something, something sexual happened. After, happened. Yeah. He claims it's consensual, yeah. and she says that she was raped. Yeah, and he was exposed by what you're talking about. He was exposed basically by a person that he invited on his podcast that um, exposed him on his own podcast, that's, which is which is real crazy. That's like wild. to think about, bro. That's like being a spy. On some espionage mission in a fucking video game, and now you figured out who leaked certain emails. And the whole time, niggas is like, "Yo, but ain't you the email guy?" Yeah, but I le- I play for the other team. The additional piece to that, though, <sighs> scary is he um, apparently. Well, no, not apparently. He's been putting on white nationalists. Yeah, on his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his team has been telling him like, "Stop doing that shit." Yeah. And I guess he didn't want to listen or they got into a conflict about it. And now there is no uh, no jumper podcast. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy how you could literally have. I don't know what the fuck that was. It's so crazy how you could literally have this situation going on and something from the past. That wasn't properly dealt with or something that's in the present that's not properly being handled could be exposed by somebody who you invite because if the guy didn't come on his platform i don't even know if we would be talking about this right now i don't know if we would be talking about this i mean i think it's just a good point of you know like you said maybe something not being handled appropriately yeah it probably wasn't handled the right way or the best the best way it could have been handled because it probably could have been handled in a more um adult-like manner in terms of like how it came across because i'm not gonna say that when some people do things, quote unquote, consensual, everybody feels like it's because everybody has to feel like it's consensual. If everybody doesn't feel like it's consensual, then it's going to be um, he say, she say it's going to be his word against your word. And right now, um, the way that shit is set up in this society is if a man says it was consensual and a woman says it was rape, nine out of ten times something um, inappropriate 
definitely happened. And uh, hopefully um, both parties involved could uh, get to the bottom of it in the court of law. You know, it, it just is hard. It's, it's it's hard with these scenarios, especially with famous people. Definitely. Because of this idea, you know, that somebody could be doing it to get their own version of clout yeah. or get money yeah. on their own or, or whatever the case is. Um, you know, it just always makes these stories like one of those where it's like you got to wait. And I'm not saying that don't believe the young lady or anything right. like that. Right. Um, but it becomes a question mark of like, what the fuck is it? What is happening here? Also, I also too, to be honest, I also wonder what, what other people are trying to gain. Cause he claims he's not trying to do this for cloud. I wonder what people are trying to gain after they've exposed somebody for, um, allegedly doing something that somebody is accusing them of. And God forbid now that when the information does roll out, when we get all the facts, like how we got all the facts um, with this whole Megan and Tory, um, Tory Lane situation, that it wasn't all that it was believed to be. How would that person feel now for destroying a podcast, tainting this person's name? And that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. Like, I think, like, like you're saying... When you're accusing somebody of anything, it all like when, like you gotta know for a fact such and such happened, and such and such is the case before you go out the fucking window. We're in an era, and careful, and man. this is this is why I'm saying what I'm saying is we're in an era now where people are weaponizing victimization, yeah. and yeah. that is not to take anything away from, and I'm not. Please, nobody who's listening, take this the wrong way. I'm not saying anything anything about actual victims. Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is we're in an era now where people are they're playing victim. Yeah. Right? They were never offended. And I'm not talking about sexual assault. I'm yeah. talking about you go on the internet right now, you'll have somebody who is uh, displaying selective outrage, uh, pun intended, right. um, or at, or or over-the-top outrage as something right. that they know wasn't intended to be disrespectful. Maybe right. if it didn't align the way that it was supposed to with you know, today's era of standard, yeah, it still doesn't warrant the amount of outrage they're getting. Right. So you have people that are doing that. You have other people that are looking at celebrities and looking at people who have money and looking at people who have power as a come-up. Yeah. And... There's been plenty of instances. You got Fabio Foreign's mother, uh, baby mother who had alleged that he was doing all these sexual things. No. And then she came out not too and, much and, later and, and had to recant it. And said it wasn't true. That shit was crazy. Right. And that's not the only incident of that. <laughs> Yo. You know what I'm saying? So that happens My to goodness. a point now where, as you mentioned, the Tory Lanez and Meg situation, right. where even though... Most of the evidence was always pointing towards Tory did something that right. he wasn't supposed to do that night. Right. Niggas got to sit here and be like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know until yeah. we get some definitive whatever. Now, I do think that case has been closed. So yeah. that, you know, I don't I don't necessarily say that the case means that he's guilty. But all of the stuff that came out during the case. Yeah. yeah. Definitely indicate that that nigga was guilty. Right. 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 right? right, right, right. Like. But that that's that's where I'm at with this situation yeah. where it's like 
there was missing context in the initial allegation. It wasn't right. specifically told because apparently he was told he was never told this girl's age and he right. thought she was older right. when he met her. Right. Again, most people, we've built this culture where we're like, no, nigga, you supposed to know. So cool. Yeah. He's still under fire for that. Right. The other aspect of it is apparently their first sexual experience didn't happen until she was of age. So now what the argument has become was, was he grooming her to have sex with her at some point? Yeah. Which I don't have any evidence about. Like, yeah. I can't say that. And just because a nigga met somebody young doesn't automatically mean grooming happened. Yeah. Right? Like, that. That's true. That, to me, is a, a, a false equivalency that people often make. And I'm not, again, I'm not condoning that relationship i'm not saying that all right you meet this nigga you meet somebody at 12 and when they get 18 you try to jump on them that ain't it right you know what i'm saying but what what i'm saying is there is no direct correlation to grooming and people ran straight to that right i don't know is where i have to reside right but the allegation of sexual assault or something where this young woman felt uncomfortable right. needs to be taken seriously. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, and and that, that's where it is. And you know, Adam Twenty Two is into porn. He's into he's in the porn industry. Mm, da da da. Yeah. So some of that could have you know. And now it gets tricky because now you're using a nigga's like profession and shit like that right. to make a characterization of him because you could say that maybe he does have some sexual. Deviancies, quote unquote, because he, you know, is into that realm of like extreme sexual. What we would, what we would consider to be an extreme sexual desire for things. Right, right, right. If you're willing to, you know, what I mean, fuck on camera, however many times a week. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it just gets tricky. Hopefully, there are some facts that can start to come out of this. Right, yeah. right, and niggas can can know where it lands. At the end of the day, though, I've been off of Adam Twenty Two. Right. Um, I actually don't even watch his stuff, so I don't, I'm I'm not really like in his podcast realm. I'm not. Yeah. He always, to me, toted the line of being for the culture, but also being a white man that is taking advantage of the culture, mm. and and that's why I've, more I've like never. A, so he's more more like a Vlad TV. Yeah, because his whole platform, and he said one time, what blew his platform up. Was he was like, yo, I didn't have access to the to the to the big star rappers, but I had access to the women who were fucking them, mm. and so those women would come Skate on the goat. show and expose stories or tell stories, whether they were true or not, about the rappers yeah. or about Trey songs or about yeah. all these different people. So now, of course, if I'm on YouTube and I come up across Trey songs peed on so and so, I'm gonna click on that shit. Right. And that's how his podcast came to fame. It's um, so interesting, though, for guys like that. And this is why I get, like, other people who be like, you know, save all that shit for the podcast. Because in real life, you just don't know. The people that you bring on the show that expose other people, what happens when you see the people that they've exposed? Like, what actually happens? I don't think it'll be good. And I'm not saying the people that are getting exposed should always feel 
um, reluctant to want to retaliate or they should be up in arms when they see you. But some of these niggas ain't going to see you and it ain't going to be like, oh, hey, what's up? It's going to be it's going to be static. But isn't it ironic that real bad. a platform built on exposing people got torn down by being exposed bro. by a nigga that comes on your show? Bro, isn't that crazy? Bro, insane. Insane. You built your platform on on this, which some could say is shady. Some could say it's shady and fucked up, right? Right? You know, the these artists can't necessarily defend themselves. Nope. To these allegations that the people coming on your platform are putting on them, because nope. I do remember I think one of the women had mentioned that Trey songs was she, abusive she, she, or some she, shit she like definitely, that. You definitely said Trey's name for sure. This was way before the other Trey shit coming. Right. Out. And so, like wow. you had stuff, and if I'm Trey songs, me. Responding to it might add more. Like I'm, right. I'm in a bad space. If I'm Trey, so I'm not saying nothing. I'm letting my lawyers handle everything. Now, granted, all the other shit that came out about yeah, Trey yeah. makes it seem like Trey yeah. might be on Tra- some bullshit. Yeah, Trey might be. Uh, it might be bad for for women in the business. <laughs> yeah. So, but you had all these people coming on exposing people, and then I guess somebody comes on your show and exposes you. That's insanity. Um. Well. <laughs> It's 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 over for that nigga. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think we will be seeing another uh, no jumper nah. episode uh, anytime soon. Um, but this man list, which is what this conversation first started off of, right. I feel like it exposes the fact that men in 2023 are being exposed to a lot of information. That can confuse them into what it means to quote unquote be a man, what it means to be a good partner. And so like that is something I don't think certain women want to take into account. They they want to blame it on the men and they want to make it seem like men don't want to take accountability or don't want to take care of responsibility. But that list is confusing. I think at one part of the list, it was like, Things straight men can do, and it was like cry. I mean, what they can't do, and it was cry, and it was don't cry. Like, literally, apparently, he saw something, or again, the person who put it together saw something that alluded that men should cry if they're straight and then men shouldn't cry if they're straight. Like, it's 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 really ridiculous out here. The, the, the problem is, is that we live in a culture right now, present day, where... What being a man is and is not is defined by what women feel a man is in their head. And Mm. that has nothing to do based on whether they grew up with their dad or not. What they feel a man should be based on how they feel about men in general. And what's influencing them. And what's influencing them. And outside of money, I think the most fucked up part about this entire list, like, because it's fun now. But it's definitely going to get worse because there's going to be a man who is probably going to look at this list, you know, and th- this might be a bit extreme, but there's probably going to be, be a man who'd be like, you know what? Can't cry. Can't eat salad. Can't go on boys trip. He's going to be so isolated from the world that by the time he actually convinces himself that he's ready for a relationship, not only will he be a yes man, he won't really be a man. He'll just be somebody that just so happens to fit whatever this woman wants in a man. He won't really be a man for himself. He'll be a man for other people. And that's the sad part. And that's the truth. 
Um, the last thing I want to say about this, and then we'll move on to politics, is I think this is the reason why you need to just find somebody who likes you for who you are mm-hmm. and stick with them. But first, find out who you are. Honestly, like really go through the motions of just being by yourself. And, you know, obviously you'll learn more about yourself through the lens of somebody else because there's obviously things that you won't probably pick up on that you're doing. Another person might have to tell you. However, there's things as a man, as a person, you need to figure out on your own. Because I think we just be, bro, we just be losing ourselves and other people, bro. We be with people that we lose ourselves with. No, I agree with that. I think. Scary. I think you should definitely find out who you are. Um, before you get into any type of situation But once you know who you are mm-hmm. Find someone that accepts that That's it Don't That's the key Don't try to fit these standards Thinking that that's gonna make You more Valuable To A certain Group of people And that When your value goes up They're gonna accept you mm. If Someone has the ideology that you eating, and I know this is an extreme, and I know it's not serious, but if someone has the ideology of you eating a banana mm-hmm. as making them think of you less manly, you not eating a banana is not going to change their mind about it. It's just right. only taken away from your joy and your your safety and what makes you feel good as an individual. Right. And so, like, you just need to find out who you are as an individual and then go find somebody who is going to appreciate all of that. You like anime? Find a chick that doesn't mind the fact that you like anime. Maybe she don't watch it with you, but she's not upset at the fact that you like anime. Right. You like to fucking work out? Find a chick that doesn't mind you working out. You like to eat some bananas? Find a chick that don't mind you eating a fucking banana. All right. Um, We had a listener say that they like our, our two-hour and 45-minute episodes. I, I appreciate you. Um, this one is definitely wrapping up before that, though. Um, Trump. So Trump is getting arrested, or he's told the world that oh. he will be getting arrested. Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was like, oh, shit. So he said he's getting arrested on Tuesday. Um, the office that is supposed to be arresting him is in New York, and they have not... Um. They haven't disclosed if they're going to arrest him or not. So this just seems like he's trying to rally up troops and have another January 6th happen. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, bro. Um, First of all, I didn't even know niggas could know when they're getting arrested. I was like, what? How, how you know what day you get arrested? Because that could happen at any given moment. That could happen today. <coughs> that could happen right now. But nigga, he must know something we don't. He said it got leaked to him. Oh, so AKA, oh, so if they, okay, so it was it was being planned. AKA somebody in the the district attorney's office might still fuck with him and was like, "Hey, listen, uh, be prepared to get arrested yeah, your ass is Tuesday. about to, Tuesday they about to raid your ass. Whatever the fuck you got, nigga, get the printer, get the scanner, and get the um, and get the uh, get get the paper shred. Yeah, turn turn the Wi Fi <laughs> right. Off. Turn the Wi Fi off, nigga. Locations off. And so I think he's just trying to get in front of it um, in order to, one, either intimidate them to maybe not arrest him, Mm. you know, make the the DA's office reconsider, or um, to make it seem like, of course, like this is, um, if he knows it's about to happen, 
then he can do all the PR that he's been doing of right. look, this is a witch hunt, this is a political stunt, this is this, this. What is, is that. he? What is he getting arrested for? So the Stormy Daniels situation. Um, oh, he really? Broke, yes, he broke uh, campaign finance laws. So essentially, oh shit! What oh, it is is stormy. if you get money for your campaign, it has to be spent on your campaign. It can't be spent um, on anything else that's not campaign related. It's so crazy. I knew this was about a woman. I was like, it got to be about a woman. Yeah. And so the Stormy Daniels situation gets convoluted because essentially she was going to come out and say that she had a baby. Um, not had a baby, but she had an abortion, I think, or yeah, something. Yeah. She had some. She no, had, it was a fair or some shit like that. Yeah. Some, some, yeah, some sexual, yeah, something sexual with, yeah, yeah, with Donald Trump, with Donald Trump, yeah, and that, I, we all remember that. And he paid her mm-hmm. hush money, yeah, paid her bread through, I think, his campaign, Mm-mm-mm. and that's where the the you know situation is fucked up, um, or the law was broke. Um, he paid money through the campaign to to stop her from speaking out. And um, or he paid her. No, he did. So, okay, I think this is what it was. He was supposed to report that he paid this money and he didn't because technically. It was campaign related. So, I mean, he would have had to pay the money back if he reported it. No. Anything that deals with your campaign, you're supposed to report to the finance office. Mm. So technically, he paid this woman not to come out. To affect his campaign But he didn't report it And so it was a breach Of the law That's my understanding of this situation Gotcha. Um, And so That was where the law was broken Instead of him cleaning that up He had Michael Cohan Who was his lawyer at the time Be the one to pay her so essentially, just uh, yeah, make it a yeah, hush hush yeah, I remember situation. That, yeah, uh, yeah I, instead I of because if he would have reported it, then the news would would be able to to have access to it. So, my only question is, why wasn't this being spoken of when it first happened? In terms of we're gonna arrest him? What? Oh, it was. It's just that they had to do the investigation. Oh, so now the investigation is over. The investigation is over. That's what they concluded, and they concluded that they could arrest him for breaking the law. So if he's arrested now, are we talking about he's doing time, slapping the wrist. What are we really even talking? So that's about? the thing. This 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 uh this law is kind of like a tic tac law. It's not like a big. He if he does do time, it wouldn't be long. Wow. Um, but most likely, it probably is a fine or something small. It's nothing. It's nothing huge. So what's the point of arresting him? Well, one, he broke the law. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then two, what some are saying is when they're able to arrest him for this, there is more investigation that they can do. Mind you, there's other there's three other investigations out on him. Two or three other investigations yeah. already out on him. Yeah. There's one for Georgia um during the election. And then there's one for January sixth. Right. That January sixth shit. Which, you know, and this is not me trying to be like quote-unquote conspiracy theory on this however this is just my this is just my opinion on the january 6th thing if the capital is such a prestigious part of the united states and the history of basically being in america on american soil and if a place like that gets raided the way it did my personal opinion 
A lot of people should have been killed that day. That's my personal opinion. Now, the fact that the the the, the security wasn't busting at them, white people uh, uh, like literally coming at them, and then in and ending up in the building, bro. I don't know, man. Mm. A, part, a part of me is like that. That's just me because if niggas tried to storm the White House like that, niggas would have been shot on the lawn. That's fact. Well, it's interesting. That's I think fact. there was a long time ago. Well, not long like that, but there was a while ago where a Black Panther Party did. Um, I think it was a state capital that they um, occupied with guns. It was yeah. nothing like this. Nah. Um, and they did arrest. Uh, they didn't kill them. So I don't know what the real precedent is, but I do agree and believe that if that was a group of black people running up bro, on the White House, bro. we would have been hearing uh, something about a massacre and, and not simply them being able to breach in the building with nooses and with guns looking for particular people. I don't think that would have just simply been chill, stop. Don't come in here. Like, if black people were on some, yo, we got guns and we're storming the Capitol and we need to find XYZ senator, they literally were saying, where's Nancy Pelosi? Right, literally. I was just thinking about her. I was like, they were definitely looking for her. Where is Pence? Where is this one? Where is that one? So it wasn't no, like, little, to me, I agree. I'm like, the amount of force that was used versus the amount of force that you would have expected, expected to, be, bro, bro. to be used is is definitely what the fuck. Like, what's going like, on with that? Like, I was just so fucking confused, bro. Because when I think about bad things happening in terms of that right there could have went very left, just like you said, if it was black people. But when I think about school shootings, when I think about church shootings, when I think about mall shootings, when I think about movie theater shootings when i think about just public shootings that be happening when these people either get found and or when the cops are involved people start dying right it it ain't like one or two no couple people probably get hurt or shot or killed in the process of trying to apprehend whatever it is that's causing this situation that's going left or you know some of the, the 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 shooters which we've known in history you know, they end up killing yourself. Um, Because if I'm not mistaken, the dude who did Sandy Hook, didn't he kill himself right after that? I'm not sure. But one of these school shootings, the guy, he definitely turned the gun on himself and, and killed himself. I right? mean, there's definitely been a couple of where, yeah, where yeah. they'll kill themselves for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just interesting that this piece of American history, literally, like this historical place that is still operating and functioning in 2023 gets raided and nobody gets killed. No, so, no, one person did die. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. The 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 um, the, the the lady, yeah, yeah. And she, then, she died inside. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're and right. Well, you're the, right. on on in terms of the the people in the building, yeah, but yeah. some of the police officers also died. Mm, okay. So it wasn't a you know it wasn't a hundred percent clean. But again, you the amount of force, you right? Would the expect, amount of force, bro. I'm bro. I'm taking. You would have you would expected the national guard to have been called. Hell yeah, but. A lot of that has to do with um, that being sanctioned by the person who essentially was putting 
was sending the dogs on the on the people in the first place. Like I think it has to come from someone in tro- in Trump's orbit right. at that time when he was still president to say mobilize the national guard or right. get da 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 or the the state senate. It just was a lot of of missed <laughs> cues and a lot of the excuses were that people weren't communicating appropriately and all of this. But you wouldn't again. You wouldn't expect if that was a fucking invading army or if that was black people if that was a black panther party 2023 niggas would have been getting niggas would have been shooting and getting shot right right facts um but part of part of the interesting thing now is i think trump kind of lost some of his magic I don't oh think, yeah yeah he did he did he, he did he did i don't think it, you it's know not, he's gonna get the same result this two pete not hitting the same it's yeah not, yeah the, the two p the two p ain't it two p not it um so let's revisit the silicon Valley situation because we got yes. more information after we did that podcast episode. Yeah, we did. Um, so what it was <laughs> that took them down was they took money and invested it into bonds and something else. Uh, and when the interest rate went up, it devalued the things that they put stock in, which is when they decided to make it public that they. We're looking for investors or more money um, to prop them up to for help, the time yeah, being. To help out that interest. And when they did that, that's when you were saying, niggas was like, oh, these niggas are saying they need money. Let me take my money out the bank. And when that mass exodus happened, as most of us know at this point in time, banks take our money and use it for other things. Uh, Invest a lot it. of us, yeah. A lot, a lot of us should know that. And... and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say all of the secrets and the tricks, because you know, certain niggas is listening. But long story short, you know, in the place that some of you guys know I work at, I learned something the other day about money authorizations and releases. Oh, for a fact, bro. So this is what I learned, which is some wow shit. The reason why you get authorized. And then the money takes three to five or sometimes five to 12 is the bank is literally using your money. Right. And the reason why it takes so long, quote unquote, to get back for some banks is because sometimes the money got it. <laughs> they ain't got it. <laughs> De- like dead ass, dead ass. And this brings me to my final point on this because I don't want to say too much. I realized when I was on my way here, I was like, the only way for any business, any corporation to really get money is if somebody else is working. All of our money is literally predetermined based on another person's way of living and or obtaining money because we have a podcast. Let's say this podcast was on a real national platform. And at that point, XAB and I were getting paid. I don't foreshadow this happening, but let's say the podcast got so fucking big. We were able to have, you know, investors and shit and, and we were getting funded. And we had like investors who were really like, like knee deep with the shit. Like they were our board of directors and just one by one, you know, something happens and some type of interest goes up on, you know, one of the accounts that we have or one of the accounts that we're in charge of and people start pulling their money out. 
they could essentially fuck up the whole podcast in terms of the height of where it would be at at that point in time. They wouldn't necessarily destroy it. They wouldn't destroy us, but they would destroy where we would have been at that time. And it just made me think, if nobody else is getting money, then how do you get money? If your job doesn't have money to pay you, you don't get paid. Nobody gets paid. Well, the thing about the, the banks is I, I feel like the issue is how they are marketed. Oh, yeah. People think banks are a place that you can house your money. No. Because they're the safest way to ensure, like, you don't want to put your actual money in your house and your house burn down. Like, that's always the thing that people say. You right. really want to put your money here, da, da, da. But then also, the banks is like, oh, well, if you invest your money in a bank, and that's the important word there. You're not putting your money in a bank. You're investing your money in a bank. You are putting your money in a in an instance, like you open an account and your money goes there and it there's no there's no return on investment there but you're investing in the bank essentially and the bank is just promising you back that at any moment in time the amount of money that you're putting in investing in the bank you'll be able to pull out at least and yeah and according to the FDIC they say if something was to ever happen with your money in a bank you can get up to 250,000 that means if you had a million dollars in a bank Nigga, you only getting back two hundred fifty. Well, it depends on yes, in one account. So you would have to separate your accounts, right? If you're if you're trying to do more than one account, with uh, you're only it's only two hundred and fifty that is guaranteed. Like if this bank goes under, right? You're only guaranteed two hundred and fifty that the federal government is saying that you can get they actually out can of give it. you back. Yeah. So yes, it's an investment. It's not just a housing unit. And that's where, to me, I think it's fucked up because it's right. marketed as a housing unit. Yeah, it is. It like, is. yo, put your money here for safety reasons. You know, if niggas come and rob you, they don't take all your money because you have it in the bank and it's secured. But really what it is is an investment house. And you're investing your money and on one end, yes, up to 250 is guaranteed for you to get back. And if you put it in other accounts, you could get a little interest on it. Because you're investing it in a CD, which you're telling us is guaranteed money for the bank to be able to use at any moment. So if I put ten thousand dollars in a CD, I'm saying I can't touch this money. I'll never right. be able. I can't pull it out for the next five years. So now the bank can say, "Oh, for the next five years, we have a guaranteed ten thousand dollars sitting here that we know if we go into this account and pull this money to do something with it, it's there." Right. As opposed to your regular account, where it's like your money is moving. Every day Right So there's no The bank can report Maybe at the end of the month oh, Okay we have 45 million dollars But then Maybe everybody Takes their money out For whatever reason Now right. they have 35 million and, and they're cool Because they're not It's not a hard sell As opposed to the CD Which is a hard Okay we have this invested The shit is a scam bro Oh yeah It's a, it's a scam bro it feels scammy. As soon as I, as soon as I heard like the 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 real reason why, I'm like, oh yeah, this whole shit is the game. Now I'm not saying don't put your money in the bank because it probably is your best option at this moment in time. Yeah, it's just that there are additional operations to banking that I don't think are necessarily put to the forefront. No, I think when we're taught taught bank, especially when we're kids, it's you put your money here because it's it's the best option, and this is kind of how you get to. Swipe, you get a debit card. 
it's the easiest way for you to spend money and get money and da 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 right. by having a bank account. You want to write checks, you need a bank account. Like you need all these, you need a bank account to do a lot of operations. Right. But it, they don't also tell you that there's some other reasons why banking exists. And I think that's kind of crazy. It is. Um, four day work week. We need that in New York City. We, it, we, yo, we need that in the city. We get that in the city, bro. They've been doing it in other countries, and they actually been finding it to be successful. They're trying. They're trying to do it in like two states right now. And Congress is they're is pushing for that. Is voting on it. I think it's something that will be a possibility. I don't we, know if we spoke about this yeah. last year. Like if they bring that shit, it's on and popping. Oh yeah, three day weekend. Three day, bro. That means you're you, you literally Thursday is literally Friday at this yeah. point. Thursday, Thursday is Friday. you get off. Thursday you get off. It's crazy. And to me, that that is a way better work life balance. That means though, in order for you to get your forty, it's not going to be for every job. Some niggas are working ten hours a day. Some niggas ain't used to working more than eight hours. So well, the idea is supposed to be so get ready. You get your same salary, that, but that's if I'm you're saying. an hourly worker, I don't know how yeah, that, that. If, if you're an hourly worker, it's gonna. So the the only people that's re- that this is really going to benefit is salaried niggas. If you work an hourly and you was already getting thirty two hours a week. You might, yeah, you might have to pick up some shifts during the week to make. Them but up. honestly, it doesn't really affect them because hourly niggas be working weekends anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like I work weekends, and I pray this is my last year hourly. <laughs> I better be salary by the end of this, by the end of April. <laughs> Dead ass. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll have an update for y'all niggas later. I think, yeah. So I don't think it really affects anything other than salary niggas or or. A large portion of the working force right. um, will have time off. If you're if you're hourly, it doesn't affect you because you you'll still be making up whatever hour schedule you were given, unless they mandate that you need to have three days off instead of two. And even with that, I don't know if that fucks up your schedule or not. I don't I, know if they'll they'll legally make it so that it doesn't. You know, I'm thinking one or two ways they're gonna have to do this. One way is. In order for you to make up your 40, if you were already working five days for the week, is you work these 10-hour days, or like you were saying, they still they still make you work four days, and you still would have made what you would have made in five, just, just working four. Like, they still give you that. So, we'll see how it goes. I do like the idea, though, of having having three days off, honestly speaking, like, realistically speaking... You could literally have one solid day dedicated to sleep now. Like, officially. Like, you literally right. have a sleep day like a, for your just, body to just re-fucking-cooperate and regenerate. Just chill. And then you finally have the next day, which would not feel like it's even a part of the weekend. The next day is, all right, cool. I'm going to go shopping. Get some stuff at the mall. Do something for the house. Do something for the house. Do some cleaning. And then literally, like literally, like that last day, nigga, you got one or two options. You could wild out with the homies, you know what I mean? Go to Shorty Crib, go to a play, go 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 to a festival, knowing that you got work. You're going into the work week so fucking happy, prepared. Yeah, and and it sounds good. Like uh, Thursday, Thursday night, you go right. party it right. up, do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Friday is a rest day. You just relaxing, right. chilling. Whatever, then you got Saturday or Sunday. Saturday, you might want to go out again. Cool. 
You got Sunday. You got Sunday. To just relax and do house and whatever. But literally, you got three days. So you, you could dedicate days. one. You could literally. You could, you could dedicate your Fridays to partying. Literally. And you got the whole Friday. You ain't got to worry about shit. You could dedicate this fucking Saturday to the house. And you could dedicate the Sunday to just recouping and getting ready for the work week. Like it is, I, I love the ideas making me happy inside that ass. I hope it happens within the next five to ten years. I don't know if it will, but I hope it does because well, it seems to, to be trending that way. I, I need that shit to happen like in the next like year, dog. The next five ten, I don't know about that. Next year, I need that. One thing I will say is that for the people that are creating. If you get that extra day now of oh, your, it's, it's oh, bro, your creativity gonna go to the next fucking level. So I'm excited. This could be a danger for the workforce, though, because imagine the people that said they never had time to do what they really wanted to do. You get that fucking first day off. When that Thursday hit, and you know, the next day you ain't got no motherfucking work. I guarantee whatever the fuck you was doing for work. On from nine to nine to five on a Friday is now your creativity space. Mm-hmm. You do whatever the fuck you want. It could get crazy, bro. Push it to the limit, nigga. We fuck around. All right, cool. So we doing a commercial. We doing three episodes, and we got content for the next three weeks. We get we getting there, but it's hard without it's, that third yeah. day. It's definitely yeah. That third day is is clutch. We get that third day is over. We literally dedicate one day. To giving y'all nothing but episodes and then other like funny shit in between for the rest of the week. You get episodes, you're getting all this other shit, commercial, and then you might be getting a few surprises, and then boom, they go to Patreon. Like it's you know what I mean it's it's fire. Um, last thing that we will touch on before Tough Knot and what would Dad say? Uh, Rasheem Carter, uh, the young man that yeah. he was in Mississippi looking for work. Yeah, and uh, he, he called his mother. Saying that there was a mob of white men chasing him, and then his body was found disfigured in a forest or some shit like that. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I know his his brother and sister just um just took like a um uh, uh some photos in his remembrance. Um, you know, what I mean, uh, just a very unfortunate, sad situation that. You know, we we're, we're we're still being reminded that yo, these things still are happening over skin color, over over yeah, over over the color of your skin and not the content of your character. I'm okay, Junior. Um, I don't know, brother. Um, definitely was you know, it's not that I had forgotten, but I was quickly reminded of the story, and I was like, damn, like this shit really, this shit really is disturbing. It's really disturbing. No, it is super disturbing. Um, we'll find out more information because yeah. it's not new. Like, nah, it's not like new. you said. Yeah, but there's more information coming out. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's hard to continuously, as you mentioned, be reminded that these things are still happening and. At this point, it's kind of like, why? Like, what What the fuck is the point? Right. Like, we, when as a society will we grow past this foolishness? <laughs> like, when will we stop fighting over things that do nothing for us but divide? Like, there, there's no, 
fighting over races is just ridiculous. And it, it's nothing but a scapegoat to stop individuals from being accountable about how society is structured and how it's, it's structured in a way that is not beneficial to certain classes of people, a.k.a. Right. the middle class and the working poor. Like, right. So race really isn't a, 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 a thing that we should be put into the forefront as much as we do. Um, but, yeah, uh, what's the tough knot, broski? Tough knot, man. Um, sometimes in life, you got to really take a step back and be like, whatever it is that I want to be, I can be it if I actually start to take myself more literally. Mm. Oh, man. Um, what would dad say is going to be this? Um, we had an argument last night and he said a lot of cruel things that really hurt my feelings, but I guess he's sorry because he got me these flowers today. I got flowers today. No, it's not our anniversary or any other special day. Last night he threw me into a wall. And choked me. And then beat me till I passed out. I woke up bloody and bruised all over. It was actually a nightmare. I guess he is sorry though, because I got these flowers today. I, I, I got flowers today. No, it, it's not Mother's Day or any other special day. Last night he beat me again and again and again. It was worse, much worse than any other day before. He wanted to sleep with me and I'm on my period so I wasn't up for it. A couple of kicks, punches to the face and he had his way. I got flowers today and today is actually a very special day. It's the day of my funeral. Last night he beat me to death. If only I had the courage and the strength to leave him, maybe I wouldn't have gotten flowers today. That is a poem by Paulette Kelly. Um, the one thing I will say is sometimes it's not about courage. Um, nonetheless, the overall message of the poem is if you can remove yourself from an abusive situation, please do. Uh, another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. We out.